Yo, this is Native Sons, and we back. This is episode 22, and I'm D.E.O. Sean G. And look, man, I don't know if this is his first interview. I ain't never seen an interview with my brother at all, but uh, I'm going to just say this is his first interview. And we got a legend to me, you know what I'm saying? He's been Definitely behind the scenes. He's been behind the scenes making things work for a lot of, for probably every major Bay Area artist and a lot of your favorite major artists as well. And I'm going to let him explain exactly what he does. But we got the legendary Tim House in the building. Yeah. Hey, what up? Thank you for that, that wonderful introduction. <laughs> hey, man, we got to give you them flowers, man, while you're here. Hey, you know I appreciate that. It's a little bit more than I was expecting. <laughs> but, um, right. but I appreciate that. I'm, I'm humbly here. I'm glad to be here. I was just telling, telling you guys earlier that it's a treat to be in a place that you only see online because I've never been to this lab before. Right, and we had official business studios. Yeah, that's where we at right now. And I always see this this online, seeing all types of cats coming here to record and seeing everything getting posted, like looking like some legendary shit's been going on here. And to be in here, like the energy feels like home. It's good, it's dope. I'm, I feel like really comfortable here and... Um, sure. Just ready to get some conversation going. Hell yeah, appreciate that. Um, I want to start from the top, man. Uh, is this your first interview? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's it's. I've done a few. Um, there's there's some that are up there like online, but I haven't done a lot um, either in print or um, oh, okay. are recorded. Usually, you know, I like to stay in the back. Exactly. I was about to say because you you're know. like a silent assassin, man. If if anybody ever see you out, you don't say much. Can't, and not everybody can walk up to you and just say, because you always busy, and, you know, if, if anybody catch you at a show, I know, I'll, I'll talk to you later, man. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Well, usually what it is, I I, I wear a game face when for I'm sure out. That, for sure that. You know, so, and and really that's just so that I'm not really, a, you know, being, I, don't, I, don't, I look way more not approachable than I really am. Off time. Like if you come up and talk the real to me, ones know that. Yeah, come and talk <laughs> to me, it's gonna be cool. But I probably look like I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> you know, somebody and, and it's like if I'm at a show, you know, probably eight times out of ten that I'm probably working. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, you know, everybody else's fun is my work. And yeah. I, and I and that's and I own that though. So as long as everybody else is having a good time, then I'm cool with that. And it keeps me employed. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I could I could relate to all that. Yeah. Hey, man, y'all the movers and the shakers, man, at these events. <laughs> Game face be on point. Always. So um, how did Tim House get his start? Well, um, off top, I guess, uh, history is I I was born in Oakland, 70s baby. There you go. You know, but then grew up in the 80s in Los Angeles. But that being said, I spent my summers and my holidays all in the Bay Area. So every summer, my mom would send me up to Oakland to spend time with my grandmother and my cousins. Then just being in L.A., that's a, a less than an hour plane ride back and forth. So we would I'd come here for Thanksgiving vacation. I'd come here for Christmas vacation. Come here for Mother's Day, come here for Father's Day, and any other excuse, a wedding, a, you know, a funeral even, whatever. Any excuse my mom had to, to get herself and myself up here, then we were taking advantage of that. So I kind of split my time growing up both in between Los Angeles and the Bay Area, and I feel like it kind of shaped me a little bit differently, being able to spend time in, like, real Oakland yeah. in the dubs and real L.A. off Crenshaw and Slauson. Damn. 
So it wasn't like I was, you know, out in Antioch or something. No, no disrespect, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. And it wasn't like I was in West Covina or the Valley in L.A. Mm -hmm. I was in real L.A. and I was in real Oakland. So being able to be there and actually be, like, in the streets and experience things, you know, in a real way, that helped shape me and be able to just navigate, help me navigate through everything. You know, L.A. helped me in the Bay Area, and the Bay Area helped me immensely in Los Angeles, just as, as far as shaping me in the way that I thought or I think and, and look at things. That's kind of like a same backstory is too short. <laughs> I mean, damn near. You know, like, I know cats that, uh, like, that went to school with too short. Okay. You know, like like Benny B that uh, owns old school ABB Records, put out Dilated oh, yeah, yeah, Peoples, yeah, yeah, yeah. put out Little Brother, Pevin Everett amongst others. He and Short went to private school together. Damn. That's Down crazy. In LA. Shout out Benny B, man. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, shout out shout out ABB Records. They did a lot of good good things for uh, for music in general. My first record pool was ABB Records. Wow. In an international building, the building that's next to uh, Complex now, and the High Road used to have their offices there. That's how I know Malachi, DJ Malachi. DJ Malachi used to be over there. Yeah. Justin, Justin Herman was over there, uh, amongst other people, you know, but... Um, and Al Alfred from Blackskill got me in that shit. I was like 19. Hey, man, Al, his, his hand was in a lot <laughs> of things. Crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. So what exactly does Tim House do? Um... I do a lot of things, and I've done a lot of things. And that's a broad question, but... <laughs> yeah, it's a very broad question. Jack of um, all trades. Yeah, I, I, at presently, I'm a day-to-day -day manager and a tour manager and also a consultant, and yeah. I work on event management and production. So really the live experience is what I'm about, so I do a lot of events. I do, um, but when I do events, usually my name is not on them. Right. Um, I don't see your name on anything, no. but I know you there, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And um, I tour a lot, so probably last, I want to say, 11, 11 summers. I've been on the road, different wow. cats, everybody from your underground rappers mm -hmm. to your pop stars. So that's been, that's been good, and that's been a blessing. And, uh, you know, I, I just try to make stuff happen and connect dots. You know, and, and, and raise people up and do what I'm supposed to do as an OG. Try to cultivate, um, you know, cultivate our scene and make sure that, you know, as an as a, as a older guy, as an OG, as a person that has experience, be able to pass that knowledge on to the next wave, next era of people. Um, I'm really big into just trying to raise people up. I'm you know. I'm glad you said that because that's important. That's like one of the most important things you said out of all that is that you embracing your OG status and you're you're being able to realize that you have knowledge to pass down. A lot of people in the Bay Area they don't recognize that they've hit that OG status. So it's time to start being an OG and really start Definitely. passing that game along because to me, this is why the Bay Area is in shambles right now because my predecessors, I'm 34, so my predecessors, you could figure out who that is. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but <laughs> none of my predecessors handed any game down to me. I had to figure this out on some Frisco shit. I had to make all the mistakes in the world, spend a lot of money and a lot of mistakes, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if we did have an OG right there to be like, nah, man, I did it like this, or you know what I'm saying? Just to yeah. be there as, as a guide. I know a lot of the people in the Bay Area 
a lot of these new people would wouldn't have so many stumps in a row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's that, that goes back to like when I was coming up in LA. So at at, at one time in like the mid in the mid '90s, you know, early to mid '90s, I was an artist. You know, I was I was I was rapping. I was I was producing. I was DJing. I Everybody was get the bug, man. You know, <laughs> all that stuff. But when I decided to 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 stop that and and concentrate more on the on the backside of the business, behind like more or less behind the scenes, there was always cats that I could call up. Yeah. You know, there's always cats that I could talk to about whatever it is I was going to do. So when I first started to tour manage. First thing I did was call an old tour manager mm. that I worked with mm. before that I was on tour with, and he just immediately starts giving me the game, you know. And just even when we mentioned Benny B earlier, like he was always a person when I started to manage and started to work on records to, um, to put out records. I'll talk to him, right? You know, like he's a phone call away. Um, my partner right now, like, I just had uh, breakfast with this morning, Adrian Miller. Um, he's Anderson Pack's business business partner, along with uh, being a former executive over at Live Records and, mm. and at Warner Brothers. And presently, he's managing Los Rocas. Um, shout out Soy wow. Rocka Movement. Yeah, they are. You know, and, um, <laughs> being hard. And he, he's, been doing, he's been in the business for a long time, and he's not just a friend of mine, but also a neighbor. And whenever... I switched lanes. He was somebody I could always talk to. Yeah, it, be it management, be in um, marketing, be in um, um, you know distribution of of records and, and music or whatever. I could always talk to him. Right, and that's like I said, that's even to this day. Like we just had breakfast this morning. Yeah, he had he had blinds and uh, gifted gab in Berkeley yesterday and Mariba in Oakland on Saturday night. So he was in town over the weekend. We made sure we caught up with each other and chopped up game. You and know? that's important, man, just to have them, them players in your life like that. Like, with me, I've been throwing events independently for a while, but I, I didn't really see things outside of what we were doing until, honestly, until me and Sean started connecting, and we we did it a couple events together or I've been to his events and I've seen how he worked and just the organization and how to collaborate with others. I didn't know about that until I stepped outside my own box and mm-hmm. and started to look for somebody, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm in the management field now and I honestly don't have nobody to talk to. Probably Stretch. Stretch probably the only person that will call me back. <laughs> Stretch is the best person at that at calling somebody back. Shout out Stretch. But man. other than that, Man. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, there's really nobody in the Bay Area that's like, okay, I'm open for all, you know, all to get. So I try to be like that for the people that come through here. You can ask anybody that come through the studio. I give this game out for free. If you want me to work, that's a different story. But yeah. if you need the information so you can go do it, take all the game you want. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, you know, I think when I when I first started. Uh, doing management in the Bay Area, just even for for people of color, you know, it was like myself, <laughs> Walt Taylor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Domino from High Row. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Namani, Rob Collins, who uh, used to manage Zion I. That's all we could, that's all I had to right. talk to. You know, otherwise, I mean, it's not like that's all I had to talk to, but 
That was your community. That was my community. These right. are we're all all of our artists are doing shows together. We're seeing each other at the same place. We're into the same stuff yeah. versus like, you know, anybody else is not like. You know, like it, it could be intimidating when you're going into a place and it's people that don't look like you. Yeah. You know, and you don't look like them, and they're wondering what type of shit you're on. Right. When you're on probably the same shit as them. Like we're trying to do business, and that's all I'm here about. That's all it's Not about. Not anything else. You know, but yeah. percep perception can be everything sometimes. But I understand when you say like there's not a, a large um, community here. And I think that what that leads into is that we don't we have a severe lack of infrastructure. Here. Mm. Mm. We say that all the time. <laughs> so yeah. we're talking about the galvanization. Yeah. So when when you don't have um, a strong foundation to build upon, then what are you going what are you going to do? When we when our best and our brightest that are from here reach a certain point and they feel that in order for them to go farther or to to reach their goals and aspirations, they have to leave here. Yeah. So they have to go to Atlanta. They have to go to Los Angeles. They yeah, have to I, go I, to New York. I hate that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, Honestly. So if we if we just thought about all the people that have left. Yeah. And if they stayed here, what this place would be like. But the opportunity needs to be there for them, and they have to know that they can grow. And also, like, well, fuck, they need to know that they can afford to live here. That's, yeah, I think that's, like, probably the number <laughs> one dream killer now is cost of living. Yeah, cost of living is, is crazy. Yeah. And 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 for this place to, uh, from what I'm seeing, is I'm seeing other people from other places come in and start to mm, lay their foundation down. That's a fact. That's you a know, fact. And the gentrification, it's not just gentrification as far as communities go, where people live and and work at. It's, mm -hmm. it's also in business. Yeah. So when you see uh, a halal guys yeah. come in. Right. New York. You know, that's not from here. You know, that's not homegrown. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need to make sure that whatever is here at home is taken care of yeah. and also lifted up. And it's held in the same regard. As as a halal guys, it's no disrespect to that company or anything like that. Yeah, but anyway. that's but that's the gentrification of the Greek community, <laughs> and they could have easily. Yeah, we we have our own well, yeah, community yeah. here that does that. There's so, a huge Greek community. So we in don't. Bay Area. We, yeah, so we don't necessarily need somebody to come in from out of town and right. do that. And when you, when I see corporations come in and start to plant their seeds, where well, we already have things like that in place, right? But we need to recognize that as a community and support that. Yeah. You know, so that the fact that, that whenever somebody here opens a business, that is a good business. I start with having a good business first. Not just because you're the homie yeah. and you got you got a store or you got this or you got that. If, if your shit is quality, then we support that. Viable. And if we support that, then that means we're going to tell anybody that has ears about this place. Right. So that it can continue to grow. And then hopefully they're able to franchise. Yeah. So then when we go to New York or we go to Los Angeles, all of a sudden there's a there's a uh, what's what's your man's restaurant? It's La Vida. It's La Vida. There's a, it's La Vida in L.A. Yeah. There's one in New York. You know. There's one in Atlanta. Yeah. You know. And without that being, it's not a cor it's not a thing about it being corporate or anything like that. But it's just about if cats are able to franchise and grow and evolve, we got to let that happen. But we got to also support that. It's very important yeah, that's for for us to support each other. And I, again, I'm not from like 
just because my friend is doing something, I'm going to support that shit. Please, my friend. It starts out that way, it, but then... Please, can it just be good, though, Right, first? yeah, I'm a, we're going to hold you accountable. I'm not just going to be blindly spending my money with you if it's hey, if you great make, seed if, product. If you're making cakes, I'm buy cake from you. Now, if your cake is trash... <laughs> I'm probably not going to buy another yeah. cake from you, and I'm probably not going to tell nobody else to buy a cake from you. <laughs> so if you expect me to support, I've done what I can because... I bought a cake. It's trash, bro. Yeah, and we're going to let you know. But <laughs> if your cake is bomb, then yeah, money ain't I'm going here. Nowhere yeah. You're going to get as much marketing and promotion that you can get out of me as a friend. Right. And that's why it kills me because it's like, I think I could speak for all of us. Like, we want to spend our money with our friends. Hell and, so yeah. I would rather. <laughs> like, wanna... I would rather. <laughs> yeah, like, we're down. Like <laughs> Every time, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll keep, I'll tell everyone, and you know what I mean? I mean, please, you, what, if you cut hair, yeah. make food, you make clothing, you know, what, you have any type of services as far as, like, if it's anything from janitorial to, to, uh, to, to, uh, Child care, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like I need a child care. Shout out D, D. Howe, I think just set up a janitorial service. Really, I think I saw it on his Instagram. So. Shout out to Shout him, out man. D. Howe. I want to go back though to community and talk to Sean from your perspective. Like, have you ever ran into anything like that? So feeling like there really wasn't no support system. As a young DJ. No, I mean, I think that was like a problem with just hip-hop in general. Mm-hmm. And like, we've kind of talked about that. And and um, maybe Tim feels the same way. I mean, we kind of talked about the record store you grew up going to. And there were certain people, but I feel like there was a lot of people that didn't show love. And maybe that was like a Frisco thing or a Bay Area thing. But I feel like a lot of big homies like weren't trying to show love. And like, I talked to my other right. friends that I came <laughs> up with. I'm like, yo, we didn't really have no one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like kind of my... You know, I'm an OG now, so I try to always show love to the younger DJs or, or whoever is trying to do things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I, I feel like, I can't say it was necessarily a hip-hop thing, but hip-hop thing in Frisco was like older people were trying to stun on us. Always. Like, I'm like, where are you? <laughs> I'm like 10 years younger than you. Like, why are you looking at us like we're fucking dorks? Yeah, probably we are. We're like 14 years old. Like, <laughs> like we probably are dorks, but yeah. like, come on. Like, we trying to learn. You know what, what, what I'll say is that, that, with this, when it comes to like to hip hop and um and, and and more urbanized culture, uh, it's young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's young and it's still evolving, and we have to we do still have to give it a chance to grow because it's not yet reached its final form. Mm. And when something is young, like I remember KRS saying, like in the eighties, that rap was young. Let's not talk about no old school stuff. Let's wait till it's fifty years down the line, then we look be the back. Oscar, that makes yeah. sense, though. You know, because it's constantly changing, it's constantly evolving, and we're just now reaching the, the point in two thousand nineteen where we have a plethora of fifty year old rappers. Yeah, that is new. That that's a new phenomenon. Yeah. that are successful and are still being checked for. You know, if you have a Jay Z, you have an E forty, you have a a uh short, a two short, you know, you, you have a, a you know, cats in their forties, you have a bun Cube. B, you have Q. It's like yeah. people don't even realize like Jay Z I think is older than Kane. Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. No. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Kane came out when he was eighteen. So everyone what? thinks big yeah, everyone thinks Big Daddy Kane's like old school and Jay Z's more new. Yeah, what what's but fun- it's like what's a trip though, is like if you yeah, look man. back at like a lot That's of those crazy. golden era cats. 
they were all teenagers. Yeah. yeah. But they carried themselves and they looked so mythical and like fucking hip hop heroes. The like Sonic was huge. Yeah, they yeah. Ca- they looked like men. Big Daddy yeah. Kane was a teenager. Rakim was a teenager. Karis One was a teenager. Yeah. The only one that was of that era, you know, because I, I I wouldn't even put Kumo D in into that era because he comes from a whole another pre-recorded era. He was the first, like the last of the pre-recorded MCs to okay. actually Treacherous Three, right? To make it through, yeah, he, from the Treacherous Three. So when you when you look at you know even the LL Cool J, that's a that's a, yeah, a he boy. Have, he was like right, fifteen. Right, right. Yeah, you know so. When when you when you're looking at these cats and you're like, okay, these these were all youngsters. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. The only ones that weren't actually sounded like grown ass men, which were Chuck D, Guru, you know, and like Guru. Like these yeah. cats sounded like, okay, yeah, you, you grown <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, that's the you know you were grown ass man. You probably got a kid or two or whatever. You got some responsibilities, maybe a mortgage at this point. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, some some college loans. Guru always sounded like forty on the track. You know, oh, and yeah. and that part of it, like you know, for somebody like Chuck D and somebody like Guru, they never spoke about no bullshit. Mm. Not not once. And these are brothers that both graduated from college. You know, these are brothers that that always spoke. Positivity. They, you know, they, they, and they from the hood too. So, exactly. <laughs> so they, they're definitely like some, some. They were grown ass men at a time where even Stetson Sonic, those were some, some more grown ass men that was not talking no bullshit. Mm. Mm. Who I also don't think get enough credit as the first at all. First live hip hop act as far as being a band. Prince, Prince Paul don't get enough credit. We we're talking about Prince that. Paul was a little boy too. Yeah, he was he, a teen. He, he was, was the youngest one, but he, he he's the, the youngest one instead. But then the OG when it came to the native tongues, yeah, you know. Yeah. So he basically he he was that bridge, you know, for the for the more older school uh, acts in New York at that time into the newer school like ushering in the native tongue era, and so on. And you know, shout out to Prince Paul for for doing all that he did or does in hip hop. And what is he doing now? Shit, I just I've saw seen him. a few interviews like a couple years ago, but I ain't. He was just in Oakland. Yeah, you, you I just saw him the... DJ a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, it was a trip because Vince Staples was across the street at the Fox, Fox yeah. doing a show, and then Prince Paul's, you know, right across the street at the Uptown doing his stuff, and two totally different crowds. <laughs> that strip was lit though. Uh. But it was yeah, it was lit. <laughs> but the, and the crazy thing was, I, I I I really fuck with Vince. I think Vince is one of the dopest. Rappers, it's just out, period, right now. Not on some West Coast or some L.A., just period. I think, dude, it's just crazy talented. Yeah. And my kid wanted to go. My kid's 14, so he wanted to go with a couple of his friends. And I was like, all right, yeah, you know, go see Vince Staples. And I'm just thinking the whole time, like, I really don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm going to go. And he, he he was hella entertaining. It was a great show, but after the show, they leave you know, it's whatever, and I just walk across the street. To the yeah. shit you fuck with. <laughs> to the shit that I fuck with, and it was like... But you fuck with Vince, though, too, though. No, I fuck with Vince, but it was like, you know... Yeah. I'm going to go over here with his I'm, people that... <laughs> I'm going to go over here and listen to some Tribe Called Quest. Right. <laughs> you know, like, all this shit that gets on my son's nerves, I'm about to go listen to all that. The Daylight Souls, the Tribe Called Quest, the Black Sheeps, Beat Nuts, Brand Nubians, all that stuff, you know. It got me going crazy when we driving down the street, and he's just like, "Man, all right, 
And I'm like, you know what this is? It's a tribe called Quest. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, okay. The stick figure guys. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, man. And and you know, like, but like I was saying, as, as far as the uh, the support goes, you know, like, for, I think for, like for 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 the art form, like, like as at, in the culture, as long as it's growing, then we're gonna start to get cats that are able to recognize, like, okay, I got this knowledge, and whatever was done before me that was wrong, not doing that shit no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And so from this day forward, you know, I'm gonna help cultivate. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna help motivate. I'm gonna help inspire. Even like Agazi, like you know, him learning all that game at Ingrooves, and pretty much taking it all and starting Empire, and knowing that everyone in the Bay Area wasn't online with their music, that they weren't streaming, they weren't on iTunes. Him just being smart enough to be like, look, just give me your work. And you'll get a check after three months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like like funny stories that uh, it was a dude over at Iota. Oh yeah, 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 I remember Iota. So when when they first started, we I was with Zion I and we did a show like at Santa Clara University. Like it was so long ago, but I, literally a year later, the dude that booked the show calls the office and is like, yo, I'm working for this digital distribution company and we want to see if you guys want to fuck with us and da-da-da. I was like, what the fuck is digital right. distribution, man? <laughs> I don't know what this shit is. What do you mean? What you what you trying to sell me, man? You know, and he's like, no, nah, it's not going to cost you anything. And he kind of, you know, explained everything that it wasn't going to cost anything. So I was like, well, fuck it. Let's see what happens, you know? And then when that first check came oh, yeah. It was like, wait a second. <laughs> shit this, works. Yeah, this <laughs> shit works. You know? And then um at and at the same time, uh at the time Gazi had a had a, a a space right down the hall from me mm. over at old school studio eight eighty. Um and that at that spot, uh so Amp Live had a from Zion I had a studio in there, the dudes that did uh Trill T V, they were oh, in there. Oh wow. Jason, yeah, oh, Jay. Uh, I forget his name. Damn, it's both of them. Both of them are Jays, and I'm mad that I'm, I can't remember. Yeah, Jay, Jay, Jason. Oh I'm man, at a be John, love, not it's John, something like that. <laughs> Jerry, cool ass cats though. Yeah, probably, <laughs> my bad. Like I used, like I went paintballing with these cats. They did, they they did our. Uh, they did the Zion Line Groucher video for, with yeah, Mr. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll forget someone's name and I'll be like, I'm hella sorry, but you are the homie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm cool. it, like, I'll fuck with you, but I like forgot your name right now. I'm sorry. That's the cold part. You know, <laughs> like, that dude is the really homie. He is the homie and shit. But I can't remember his name. But um, yeah, guys used to be in there and um, he used to have a recording studio and he used to do my short runs of CDs. Yeah. You know who said that? It said that it was, uh, I think, today or yesterday, Romeo Reyes did a thing. He had a picture with him oh, yeah. and, 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 uh, and uh, Furious with Gazi and Furious. Yeah. And he's like, man, these dudes used to make my CDs. Yeah. yeah. And now they got the biggest digital distribution company in the world or something, you know? That's exactly. How I go, man. I remember I had him <laughs> press up. The uh, last thing I think I had Gazi press up was a Don't Lose Your Head uh, single for Zion I. Mm. And uh, with, the, with the Mac Dre song on it. Like, yeah, he he but he was right down the hall from me, and he used to record a lot of different cats. So you would see all type of different artists coming into Gazi's studio to record, and he was also doing, like I said, short runs of CDs for cats. So when he went to In Grooves, he approached cats 
on on the same thing as Iota, but that's, yeah. now that goes back to like doing stuff with the homie. Mm. You, exactly. Yep. That's, you know, like that's how he got us. He was like, "Man, look, I'm over here at In Grooves. I'm doing this digital distribution." He he was saying this while dropping our CDs off. Like, dude, stop pressing this shit up. <laughs> like, I'm on some bigger shit in here. Like, just just give me all your albums, and I'll bring you the contract later. And literally, that's how we ended up on online. Yeah, shout out to Gazi and Nima, everybody over at Empire, sure. Furious included. They all do their thing. What up, Christina and uh, and Amon, Ari, mm. everybody over there. Uh, but yeah, the, the uh, his vision um, was something that I don't think a lot of cats were able to see. Nah, and, not back then. And when you have, like, and we're blessed when we have visionaries around us. Yeah. And when you have to look at somebody, and when you see the passion and conviction in them, if they're so about what they're doing, yeah. it can become infectious. You know? Yeah. Like, you, like, you're into it that much? Man, I'm going to get into it right. this much, too. Because you're that juiced, and I'm going to get juiced. Yeah. You know, because I've made the mistake of not being juiced. <laughs> Being know? nonchalant about shit up. Yeah. Too man. cool. Too cool for stuff. Yeah. We all you know? We all been Too cool for yeah, stuff. Man. And not not really seeing, you know, the, the, the vision lined up like 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 somebody else that's involved. And it took a lot of convincing, you know, art you know, and I've also like been like, nah, I'm cool on stuff. You know, to only see stuff bubble later on. You know, but like, damn, I could have had that. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I've been blessed most of my career that it's been I've 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 stuck with what's gone, cool. Yeah, you know, and what's been good for, what's been good for me as a uh, just as an individual and as a businessman that's worked out for me in particular. It might not work for somebody else, but for me, you know, the situations have been good. So, you know, and yeah. like I said, with Gazi. He, he, that's the homie. He he brought some stuff to to the table. It made sense. You do business. It was a big ass void in the Bay Area and in the music industry, and he filled it. <laughs> and that's where we are today. Yeah, and for him to 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 remain in the Bay Area, and how important? Yeah, and and put yeah, people. He could have left. He yeah, he could have yeah. left. He, he could have went to LA. Could have done <laughs> easy anything except for stay here. And then on top of that, you know, for the amount the the amount of artists. That he that he works with, that are almost forced to come here. Yeah, you know, which is a that's whole nother facts. thing. You know, <laughs> facts. Like, and that's what we, and that's what we need. We need for people to come here, not move here. No, <laughs> just, we don't just, need no more yeah, of that. Don't just move come. Here. Yeah, we need people come. to come here and experience what, what 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 we have because what we have here is so different and so unique than any place else that. If you're not here and you see it from afar, then you might not get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you think? Might. Yeah. You don't well, understand the context. Who was that that said? Um, always, always talk about it. Um, Pusha T. How he used to be like, yeah. I, didn't get, I didn't get the hyphy movement until I came here, and then I just I and experienced what he said, it. Though, he didn't say I experienced. He said I started dating a girl from the Bay. Is that what he said? Well, I came here and hung out with women from the Bay. Yeah, yeah, and then I yeah, got yeah. It completely. Yeah. So shout out to women from the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just real. Oh, Bay Area women are always put on. That's, a, that's a whole other thing. I ain't seen several artists out here. Like, oh, I'm yeah. passing, passing by in the airport. <laughs> like, oh, you got a show out here? Nah. Nah. <laughs> just out nah. here. You know what was out, out here for here. a while, like some years ago, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you would know, it was Rock Marciano was dating someone out here. 
I'm not gonna say what he was doing out here, but I don't <laughs> okay. Know. But he was, <laughs> yeah, out, he was here. out here. I remember because he came to some yeah. Kareem. I think when we we brought Prince Paul like seven eight years ago. Yeah, he was he was definitely he out was here. And out. again, I got shout out my man Adrian Miller because he's also represents Rock Marciano. Rock Marciano's mm. tight, bro. Um, yeah, he was out here. I know that you know. Uh, we all know Fife was here for for yeah, a long Fife time. Fife was like in Sac and in, in the Bay, San Jose. Oh, San Jose, you know, okay, okay. and wow. and in the town as well. And then uh, yeah. uh, Ish from Diggable Planets in uh, Shabazz Palaces, Cherry Wine. Oh, he was know? out here. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. he stayed in Berkeley. He's from Seattle originally. I know. That. Originally from Seattle, but he from was Brooklyn. He was living up there by uh, in Berkeley. Now Tori and Moi came out here because his girl was going to Cal. Now he just he ain't with her no more, but he stayed out here. <laughs> yeah, tight. he has his own compound in North Oakland, right? Oh yeah, bro. I, like I, he's one, from South Carolina. Originally. One year at Outside Lands, I saw him just roll up his own. You know, like he, <laughs> like he saw like Tori Moi so like just regular. Yeah, he's chill. You know, right? like he even got like has a regular T shirt. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. not nothing fancy, or maybe it is, and you just don't know. But he's just so like really normal. Are you involved with um anything at the the festival? Yeah, outside lands. Outside lands, yeah. Um, nah, I'm not. I don't think I'm doing anything at outside lands this year. I I did it last year with uh with SOB and oh more on, a, tour, on, on the artist relations side. Did you not on the organi- not organization? Not on the organizational okay. side. Um, I've been but I've been working with another planet since its inception. Uh, I go back from before Another Planet with Alan Scott when he had Mystery Machine Productions. He's actually the dude that helped me do my first gigs, like, as far as a, a promoter slash producer of, mm. of events. Like, he put me up on game. Like, my first couple gigs that I did myself without a, a promoter, another promoter involved, was over at the Elbow Room. Oh, shit. Mm. So I, wow. I was I was doing a series of shows at the Elbow Room with with, with Alan Scott at the time, and I managed a band called the Crown City Rockers, mm. and so what Alan and I would do is every couple of months we would do a different show with Crown City and another act that was like either live or people don't non, know that non traditional <laughs> that's a, like non traditional uh, hip hop so genre bending yeah guy. so we did we did a joint with Cherry Wine which was yeah yeah that was his project that was issues like rock band we did Fourth Avenue Jones which was uh, old school Ahmad from back in the day oh, he wow. had he back had a band the called Fourth young. Avenue Jones they were like the Fugees on steroids like Damn. crazy full band you know super raps singing all that shit and then we you know we did Crown City and Zion Eye and uh and then he left. He was leaving to, like, start another planet, but I didn't know at the time. And I was like, I hadn't heard from him. I'm like, dude, we're going to do another show. He's like, actually, I'm going to be doing some other shit, but, you know, if you want to do your <laughs> own show, this is what you can do. And I was like, I didn't tell him I wasn't thinking about that shit. But once he, <laughs> he sparked that show, I was like, oh. That's the universe, man. All right. <laughs> For sure. And, and when I did it, I, what I didn't know is, like, like we were getting a, a, a pretty fair guarantee from him every time we did the shows. It was cool. Like, no, no complaints. It wasn't nothing com- really large, but it definitely wasn't, like, small. It wasn't disrespectful. Yeah, you got to take care of Yeah, he took care of us. That's, that's but proper. at the time, the elbow room was giving you 100% of the door. Yeah, they didn't do that toward the end. <laughs> I know, man. I threw a bunch of stuff there. But, and, and bless, you know, the elbow room and, and, and Matt Shapiro and all that. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. But, but, yeah, they definitely weren't giving us the whole door. Oh, man. They were gonna, they were, it was fair, though. It was fair. Yeah, I mean, like, the first one I did there, I was like, and they told me the deal. I was like, 
You can't lose. What? Yeah, you can't <laughs> lose. Yeah, I'm not losing. And then they get, and they gave me New Year's Eve one year. Oh, oh shit. wow! And I couldn't believe that people were there, like lined up down the block to see Crow City and Zion I and DJ Platter. Like, yeah, yeah. You sure y'all at the right place? Because if y'all come in here, I'll watch you ask for some money back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and well, people love going there too. That's yeah. a great venue. Is when people just will go anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and we and we and it also it also damn near came full circle because. Um, I think that was the last day, date that they gave that New Year's Eve day. Was a, we made so much bread, that was so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But that was a, that was the last date for the Elbow Room giving um, artists or whomever got the venue 100 percent of the door. After yeah, that, it, they saw what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, wait after a that, it was a wrap. I but bet. then the very next year. The dude that hooked me up with the Elbow Room calls me back for New Year's Eve and mm. wants to do the same show that I did it at the Elbow Room, but at the Independent. Oh, shit. Upgrade. You know? Yeah, and this time, but this time I don't have to promote. Yeah, they got a whole fucking machine. Yeah. You know, they got their, they, hey, and we want to do open bar. Oh, hey. Shit. So it's so, so, so. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was, it, it turned out, like, it came full circle with that, and, um, you know. And were you, uh, and just to kind of, Piggyback off what we were talking about outside lands. You tour manage SOBRB, right? Amongst yeah, amongst other, other people. things. Yeah, amongst yeah. other people. Okay. You know, they're they're definitely like, like I was I last show I did with them was I think Rolling Loud in uh, L. A. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, like this year I haven't worked with them this year, but it, you know if they needed me or anything like that, it's it's a phone call away or whatever, depending on the on everybody's schedule. But shout out to them. I, I'm yeah, extremely proud of them for guys sure, for, sure. for doing all that they've done and really like putting our region on their on their on their backs yeah. and taking this thing around the planet with them. So off of that, I got a question. Yeah, manager, tour manager. What's the difference? Uh, tour manager. I have nothing to do as a tour manager. I have nothing to do with music being created. I have nothing to do with the business of the music. Mm have everything to do with the show except for the negotiation process. Mm. So when the show is, is, is booked, it's booked by a booking agent. Who, the negotiations take place between the booking agent and the day-to-day manager. Um, for me, I don't even step in until the deal is already done. And then my job is to make sure that everything that's on the contract or in the contract is upheld. Okay. You know, and more, and and more likely than not, these contracts are ironclad, so it can go both ways. It can go in our favor, or it can go into whoever uh, the producer, or promoter, or buyer of the show is. So, as a tour manager, I just have to make sure that, like I said, everything is upheld in the contract. I have to be the liaison between management, the booking agency, business management, um, travel agent. Oh shit! Bus company, and then talk to all these people. Yeah, but then also be in charge of the talent, of the primary talent, and sometimes not just the primary talent, but the secondary talent as well, which would be a an opener or support act. Right, right, right. You know, just depending on what level it's at. So if I'm with somebody on a headlining tour, then I'm low key responsible for everybody else that's on that tour. That so fall up under that. Yeah. So if it's a two or three act tour, then I have to give everybody else instructions that are like they might have their own representation or own tour manager sometimes to cut costs 
you know, last couple of tours I've been on, the support, direct support has has been on the bus with me. Okay. With with primary talent, with the headline and act, and they didn't bring somebody for themselves to handle their business and whatnot. So I had to do that for them. Yeah. So you know? tour manager is not stage management. And it's not ro- a road manager. No, and stage like you can be a stage manager, and you can be a road manager, and um, like in particular, like with SOB, mm-hmm. like I'll do tour management, but Hanny, right, who's yeah, also yeah. one, shout their, out to Hanny. Yeah, yeah, Hanny's also their day to day manager, along with Stretch, but Hanny would handle the road stuff. And when I say he handles the road stuff, he's mainly on them. Yeah, you know, and. Freeze, that frees me up to handle whatever on the production side of things, you know. Yeah. So usually, like, with the, the road manager, usually going to, like, if it's, you have a road and a tour manager, then that road manager is going to stay on the artist's hip. Right. And make sure that they are where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be, and then handle any other things that, like, okay, well, this dude wants to go home today, like, right now, and he'll be back tomorrow. So he'll take care of that. Yeah. You know, I just have, but has to CC me on everything, so everybody just knows, and I have to to tell everybody else what's going on. Like, okay, this dude's not gonna be here today, but he'll be back tomorrow. And this is why, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, and and again, communication skills got to be on point. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and stage managers, you know, sometimes on a tour, there'll be a stage manager which who also has a lot of duties of a tour manager, but his main duty is the stage. Right. So anything. Outside of that, he's not dealing with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's not dealing with somebody's. If somebody's hungry, he doesn't have meal tickets for you. Yeah, you know, you got to. He's not getting your girlfriend at the gate. Not, he got <laughs> no passes for you. <laughs> he ain't got no passes for you. He can't hook you up with no merch. You know, but like, you've but you've done all this stuff though, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I continue yeah, to yeah, do yeah. a lot to to do a lot of the things because, um, you know. I probably might look at myself the best way to put it is like being like a human Swiss army knife in this. Yeah. To have to be able to have all you know, a lot of different tools for any situation so that I can apply those tools and make sure that I can get the job done correctly and effectively. I'm not gonna step into anything at this point that I don't have experience in. It's like, mm. oh well, I've never done that before, but I'll try. Mm-hmm. Not when it comes to business. Yeah. You know, because it's if things if money is on the line then it can't be on me to be learning on the job. Yeah, no, you, you know, like... Nah, I think that's cool. important, though, to know those roles because when young people think about getting into the music industry, they always think about being the performer or the talent first, not knowing that there's hundreds of other jobs that you can fill yeah, that can empower our, our region. You know what I'm that, saying? The Bay Area would be a lot more... Active if there was more Man. Tim Houses, more stretches, more please, like yeah. And there's you know there's there's a it takes a lot to to have one star, one performance, exactly one group. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts yeah. to, to prop them up and make them look good and and put them in a position that they can do their best. Yeah, and, and then let, and then let that success trickle down. I, I see this a lot, man. I see. Uh, potential star coming here and he come in here maybe with four or five different other dudes and everything and everybody he brings is trying to get on the song and I, I, I'm i just like y'all don't know that this one dude is the talent he's the star if all y'all just fall back and push him 
like take a year or two and just make everything about this one person, and I guarantee you something gonna shake for for him, and it's gonna empower the rest of y'all. And I think I've I've seen that, and and maybe I'm from the outside looking in, but I, I think I've seen kind of that with like HBK. Right. I think you've HBK seen like is probably they've, the, they've the taken best turns like of when like yeah. certain people need to shine and yeah. it's, it's certain people's time. You know what I mean? Even and, with um, Jack, when when he was solo, it, I think the the rest of the mob figures they they all were doing their solo. Act, but when Jack was like, I'm about to do this solo album back in 2001, 2002, or whatever it was, I just remember everything stopped. And it was about Jack for the however long, you know what I'm saying? And that's important to know what's gonna work and how it's gonna work. Everything else needs to stop. Focus on the star talent. Oh, definitely, definitely. But you know, I've I've seen that. Um, like I've, I've I've worked with a lot of people over the over years that I've, you know I've had assistants and apprentices and mm-hmm. interns and shit like that. And for me. I might be a little bit more harder on people <laughs> because be. I know what it takes. To, yeah, you to, gotta be to maintain your integrity, in right. this, which is the most important thing. And just like you said, like with 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 these with the artists coming in with like four or five people, like you don't have to be a rapper, or you don't have Man. to be a DJ, or you don't even have to be the manager. You know, you can be we can. Be the merch manager. You right. can be the yeah. tour manager. You can go. Photographer. Yeah, you can. I just you can work in a big creative right. director. Um, you know, you can you can find out about booking, which is severely up un, underrepresented. Uh, yeah. Underrepresented in the Bay Area. Yeah. Like, where's a booking agency here? Like, we like I can't like when I was at IMG. That's what we started as. We yeah, started yeah. as a bonded yeah. booking agency because we saw that there was nothing mm-hmm. else. There was. The Cork agency at the time, that was in Emeryville. They used to handle like Atmosphere and Living Legends and um, ASAP Rock. ASAP oh, Rock, ASAP Rocky, not ASAP Rocky, not ASAP from A$AP Living Rock. Legends. ASAP Rock, ASAP Rock. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, ASAP, yeah. not ASAP. <laughs> yeah. So like ASAP Rocky. Yeah, and all the like Anticon, like a bunch, <laughs> like like you know, like a lot of the 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 rap on that side of things. Yeah. They, but they were uh, authentic booking agents. They were a bonded booking agency. And when we started doing doing our stuff, it was like we knew that there was a vacuum. Yeah. There was an empty space that we could fill, and we would be unique. Yeah. And nobody else out here was doing it. And on top of that, we were bonded. So we were legal. So, like, in my email signature, I used to put our bond number. Like, <laughs> well, we going to look this up. California State Bonded. Agent, talent agent, blah blah blah. I was so you have to have a, a bonding number to be a booking agent. All right, here's some game. State of California. Because I never knew that. That's so, listen up, listen up. Yeah. Please. So state of California. You to be a bonded talent agent does not take anything except for a bond, and mm. a bond is the same thing as when motherfuckers go to jail. Mm. So if you want, if you're trying to get a hundred thousand dollar bond, you got to put up ten percent of that. You know, same way getting out of jail. Like, and what that bond does, it secures whatever deposits that you will receive as an agent. Okay. So if I'm booking a show for you, and it's a thirty thousand dollar show, and shit, you know, and I get the whole thing, 
before the show. The whole guarantee, $30,000. And I decide, you know what? I'm going to go to Ecuador right now. <laughs> and I'm just going to live there and da-da-da-da. That's my life because I'm shitty and I took your money. I took your thirty grand. That bond secures whatever I, whatever your agent might run away so with. So if that artist, if they needed to sue, it's there. It's there. It's, there insu it's insurance. Yeah. Okay. But that that but that makes everybody feel better because oh, yeah. when somebody's sending you money, you know. Yeah, I, I hear about a lot. I hear a lot of stories about people running off with deposits. Man, I've heard it all. Yeah. I've heard rappers taking door money. <laughs> yeah. It's, Some of your favorite legendary most legendary rappers taking door money. That's crazy. Yeah. So all kinds of shit. But as a as a manager. In the state of California, you cannot book yeah. a show for your artists yeah. at any time. Yeah. I didn't know that. And yeah. manage them. See, I figured I figured because there's a lot of times that management and I could be friends with the managers and like, man, we have an agreement, you have to go through the booking agency. So I thought because they signed a contract with a booking agency that they had to always deal, but I didn't realize that that was actually a lot. It's law. partially both because Man, no, it probably is both, but yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, just one. Yeah, you can you can be exclusive to a booking agency, which is what I thought. But, but I didn't but realize as far you as, can't do that. As far as your contract goes with a booking agency, there's not a real contract. As far as that's ironclad, that is an agreement that everything that comes through here has to go through you. By no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Now, isn't I, United Artists in 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 Berkeley or Paradigm or something? Paradigm's in Oakland. Okay, now, you know, Parrot they. But Paradigm is a, a company that's from Monterey. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were still like. Yeah, Chip Chip Hooper, who Northern California created Paradigm, he's from a Stretch's neighbor. Kid, the fuck. <laughs> is that why Seaside Stretch is Seaside Stretch? That is why Seaside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, it makes on, a, a bunch of sense. For sure. Yeah, but you know that that uh, which makes more sense though. A lot of Stretch's artists they end up on Paradigm. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, I mean, I didn't know that that was the reason. <laughs> Go but figure. I noticed that though. I noticed yeah. that. Well, I think I think it's it's both. It's uh, it's also circumstance as well. Like I know that the, the agent that that was with the SOB's agent right mm -hmm. now and uh, Burner's agent used to be at, at uh, UTA. Okay. And then he moved over to Paradigm, but he was representing those acts at UTA. Yeah, when he got moved over to Paradigm, he just, he just took his sense. axe with him. Yeah, took his axe with him, and, and you know, and he, you know, like it was. I don't think it was anything different except for that he, you know, he's doing the same thing at Paradigm. His email was different. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably that's about it. Man. That's about it. So, you know, as far as all that goes, it's it's like I said, it's a uh, when it comes to booking, you know, and management and. And things of that nature, you have to. There's definitely a line, a fine line, so that, you know, I know a band that fired their manager six or seven years into their career because because of one show that they booked. Wow. And it wasn't because he booked the show that he got fired. They were just trying to get out their contract, and that was the loophole. Was wow. That, oh, he, he booked this show at this time. Mm. You know. Oh, it's done. Finally. It's immediately, like you know, Finally. like wow. <laughs> this guy. It, the, the contract's invalid. Is Period die and but the, at, at the same time when I found out about being how how to get bonded when the lawyer my lawyer told me that it was uh, gonna cost fifty grand mm. 
I was like, oh, I just don't have 50 grand. <laughs> you know, that's just not going to happen. Let me just give up on this dream now because if I do raise 50 grand, for sure not. Yeah, I'm not about to hand things. it over to y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving it to y'all, man. This is about to get flipped, man. For real. <laughs> no, no way. No, not for this piece of paper. No, man, I can't, I can't warm myself with this piece of paper. It can't feed me or anything Theory. like that. So, nah, but, um, but then... You know, digging deeper and finding out it's a bond. So I just need 10% of that $50,000. It was a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, okay. Yeah. I, now that's, now that percentage I can part with, and the fact that I got two partners. Yeah. The hit ain't as hard. Oh, the hit was, it was not hard at all because right. it was back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 You know, like once we got to work, it's done. Is IMG still still going or IMG's still happening? They actually uh they're actually over at the old uh studio eight eighty Jingle Town Studios. Uh I forgot what they call it now, but uh I left IMG in two thousand fifteen. So next month will be shit four years. Mm. And for those that don't know what IMG stands for? It's the ineffable music group. Yeah, Shout out to ineffable, happy birthday, man. Thomas. It's your birthday today, man. You, so Happy birthday, bro. And you did, like, a lot of stuff with them. Yeah. A lot of, you know, I mean, this is, again, from uh, me looking on the outside in, but, like, you got you did a lot of stuff when you were there. Yeah, I mean, with them, and I mean. Did, and they did, and everyone there yeah, did a lot of stuff. I mean. It, it was a group, but. Yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely a group effort. Like, um, you know, the, my other two partners that were there with me, like, we tried to do as much as we possibly could. And for me, it was really more about, like, trying to, to, more or less like almost unify the region with the reach that I had so that when I was able to, to you know, produce shows, I would try to take pluck cats from anywhere, you know, in the Bay Area and put them alongside much bigger acts. So to try to get that, just get their legs under them. So, you know, like even starting, like before I started working with, with like somebody like I Am Sue, I was putting them on shows to open up for Too Short, mm. you know, but way out in Santa Cruz. And then once he's got his legs under him, then I'd do a show of his own in a small room in Santa Cruz. Mm. Then once that did good, I'd bounce it back to the big room mm. in Santa Cruz. And it's been five years, six years of that. Of now, With that formula? Of just, yeah, that formula. And now, you know, like, for somebody like... Like, I've done the whole, like, damn near everybody from HBK. Yeah. Out in Santa Cruz. And individually, they sell out every show, you know, which is beautiful. But it's also been the same process of opening up for somebody bigger in the big room, bouncing them to the small room for their own headlining gig, then bringing them back to the big room for their own headlining gig. And then just keeping that momentum and did you know did that with uh with a lot of different acts and some I, some I wanted I, you know I, I wish that people were a little bit more open to and sometimes it, it wasn't that time but for for mostly everybody um you know like out there in Santa Cruz we we've developed a lot of people and got people their first big like paydays That's and dope. stuff and first like real sellout shows you know are doing back to backs how does an, an up-and-coming artist get on that radar, on your radar, to say, okay, I think I want to... 
you know what? It's, put them through this this formula. Um, it's really just about like what's in place mm-hmm. already on that artist side. What gives them the best chance to work within this formula? Do they have a team with them? Are yeah. they putting out music consistently? Do they already have any type of buzz already? You know, that I don't just have to build up myself. Right, right, right. Which right. is, you know, a very tough thing to do. You know, um, and just just seeing some fire that it's like these are the steps that cats are taking yeah. in order to for them to progress. Because shows are important for, obviously, this is the obvious statement, but shows are very important for musicians. But a lot of rappers get caught up either in not performing at all because they don't know the routes to take or they're paying that they're stuck in that 150 to 500 dollars per opening slot and it doesn't get them anywhere because they don't know how to take advantage of the stage and make that yeah. transfer into something different but they get stuck in the five-year run of just paying to open up shows and don't actually get a fan from it yeah that that's like i can't understand that part and i've you know like First and foremost, uh, yeah, shout out to Gene from Tastemaker Live. Mm. Works with Sean Ely. Like, shout out to, to Gene. That's my partner. Mm-hmm. I've known Gene for a long ass time. But, and I, I've told him this, just like I'm saying right now, the selling of slots is something that that stagnates the progress of working artists mm. because. As I was coming up, you know, being being a a, a a manager just starting out and stuff, those opening slots were very important. It didn't even matter. Like, if we can get some money, that's cool. But do this for free. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, bro, I went on, I did a whole tour with most Def with a group, and we didn't get no money. Mm. Like, not one fucking dime for a guarantee. But the best thing about that shit was not just the exposure, was the fact that every show was sold out mm. and he didn't bring no merch. And so we killed it every night. Wow. When we, we when I say we killed it, we killed it on stage every night mm. so that motherfuckers was coming to the merch. Yeah, place, yeah. And they was buying. You were cleaning shit. up. Yeah, and we had clean merch. No, but so, I'm saying you were cleaning up. No, you were selling that shit out. We but were, that's the You sold more part. merch like on that tour than we had ever sold, period, that. And it was, it was freaking great because... That's what made sense. It made sense. Right. It worked. We took a risk, and that shit worked. But if somebody, if that slot was being sold, we wouldn't have bought it. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I feel like I don't feel like anybody that I, 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 I've ever worked with is going to buy a slot. It's crazy too. What you're saying is that, um, and I, I some years ago I used to DJ a lot of his events, and I, and I stopped because of the pay play shit. I don't fuck with that shit, but. Uh, I feel like the artists that pay to play, they don't really take anything else seriously. Right. They just want to be open up for like whatever artist and be in front of a bunch of people. And I feel, I feel like a lot of times I don't see them do anything else except those shows. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's those it's type like, of shows, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like not even about, it's about like some weird ego or some rush they get from... It, it's a lot, it's, it's cats like, that just started making music the week before yeah. and then they're on yeah, stage. Yeah, I've, I've seen some shit up there where it's like, this person shouldn't even... They should probably get booed off an open mic at a coffee house. <laughs> yeah, like, I've seen some shit where it's like, it's not... This is like damn near abusing the crowd. Like, really bad and horrible. And, yeah. And that part of it, because like... That's when I stopped. 
I was like, this ain't cool. I was getting paid, by the way. Yeah, of course. Not a ton of money, but I was getting paid a good, a solid amount. And I was like, I can't do this because this is undermining my fellow artists, my other homies that should be opening up. Right. And then maybe they, maybe this isn't, because I've had situations where like I produce shows and I've been like, you know what? We don't necessarily have budget to pay an artist and we don't know if we're going to clear enough money to do that, but you can open up for free and you'd be a really good opener. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's just like, or we just paid, we paid paid a lot for the artist. And we just oh, don't yeah. you know, There's a big gamble online We can't guarantee you any money Yeah We do well We can kick you some. You know Here's a slot You know Yeah, yeah. I never understood the pay But I But I, I Dude I could I remember just Seeing all the artists That would open up That would pay to play For that shit And like None of them I'd see them nowhere else Yeah and well, the thing, <laughs> Like online Like nothing like No music videos That's Like crazy. I would see nothing well the, well the thing is Is that it's not taken seriously enough, I think. that, And that's just my opinion because, like I said, I've never really dealt with that type of stuff. I've had somebody sell some tickets for me, mm-hmm. but he didn't have to sell those tickets to perform. Mm. He took it upon himself. Yeah. Because he I'm going to bring my crowd. Yeah, he was a younger younger cat. He was still in high school. Hungry. Yeah. He was like, I can get these tickets off, you know? Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. You know? Help the cause. Like, it's whatever. You know, that's cool. You know? And, yeah. But... I would never say you got to sell some tickets or you got to pay me to be on the show. In fact, no, I'm going to pay you. I did. I remember the first show I did with, uh, uh, uh I had a show with Jay Ant. Mm. Shout okay. out Jay Ant, man. Shout out Jay Ant. But, but actually, that, actually the real show, the, the headliners were Zion I and Jack and Huss. Wow. wow. In Santa Cruz. And then I think, I think Los Rockets might've been on the bill as well. And we did the same show in the city at the Fillmore. And for this, but for the one at the Fillmore, I think we had the Jealous Guys on okay. that. And Shout then, out Jealous Guys. Yeah, so dope. Lakeview. And, and um, and we had the uh the Honor Roll. Shout out Honor Roll. Yeah, shout out Track Academics. One Okay. Track One Okay. Tap, Tap 10, Ten. Josie Stingray. Josie Sting. I miss Mike Josie Baker, the bike maker. I miss Josie Stingray. Wiz Kids. I've seen her in a while. Yeah, Wiz. Mox. Twi- shout out, shout out everyone that we fuck with on Twitter, basically. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, in, in Santa Cruz, we we had different, diff- we had the same lineup like the top three, but we didn't have a somebody at to to open the show. And I went to go see uh, Krayshawn's first uh, gig at Slim's. Wow! And Jay Ant was opening for it there. Our show was that like, sounds that sounds like yeah. Our show was like in three days, I think. It, the, um, I'm talking about and while I'm watching show, I'm looking at this dude perform he's going crazy like I'm like wow this dude's tight you know like and I was like who's Brian he's like oh that's dude from the diligence da 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 he's solo now I was like oh okay cool you know and then I thought about I was like after the show was after their set was over I was like I think I'm gonna just have this fool open up Mm. now the show's in a couple of days so there's and it's not like in San Francisco or Oakland, it's in Santa Cruz. So he's already an emergent artist. I already know. He ain't got no fans. He's opening it up at this show. So it, fandom not, don't mean nothing. He's not going to bring a lot of people to this gig. But I do have a budget, and I would like to see him play. And maybe this will give him a leg up in the future. So I booked him to play and got him some money and, what, and whatnot. But the thing was was that I just dug what he was doing yeah. at that time. This was pre-HBK. Yeah. You know, like, like I, HBK was definitely around, but I don't think that he was there yet. Like, he wasn't making hella music with the group yet. He was just coming out the diligence shit. 
And um, yeah, that was like 2011, I think 2010. Yeah, I so mean, he, yeah, he, he it might have been before that. He, uh, but, but yeah, no, it was around that time. Yeah, but 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 seeing him perform, you know, like that was something I was like, okay, I'm booking this dude. Yeah, talent, you know, like, talent. I got to, you know, and it's and it's been like that for for a few other people where I just dug their shit, like your man, like G Val, like yeah, I. Don't know him for from nothing, but I I'm watching the shit. I hear some shit. I'm like, oh man, this dude kind of go crazy, you know? What can I do, man? I'm trying to think. Like, how can I get this fool on some shit? Oh, I got a show with Too Short. Let me let me pull this dude up out here, man. See yeah. if he's interested and shit, you know? And he actually came through your man. It was funny. Was it? Uh, it was a show with Too Short, G Val. Ezel. Oh, I remember that. And Saquon. I remember that. <laughs> and G-Val did not... G-Val and Ezel didn't come with DJs. And Saik was up there doing the most. Like, I mean, he's up there sweating. He DJing all night. And I'm like, yo, bro, he's, he's full of ain't got no DJs. <laughs> Can you DJ for him? And he was like, yeah. I was like, how much is it going to cost, bro? And he was like, don't worry about it. I just want to do it. Like, I'm, fuck yeah, I'm with it. You know, like... Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because at, at first I was just like, whatever, but I knew like with the G-Val shit, it was really like on some city shit. Yeah. Like he was like, fuck that, I'm representing. You know, like just about to do this San Francisco shit or whatever, but... Um, what was that show again? This was at the Catalyst. And it was in Santa Cruz a few years ago. But uh, I can't remember exactly what year it yeah. was. It had to, it was at least four years ago. Yeah, I, I remember that. Cause I know it was, it was a it was a show I did with IMG. Cause so. I was right when it, his song hit, that uh, Fact Straight song. That's when that first hit. Yeah, but I I was juicing even like you know Ezel. I was another person that I was just like, you know, I just saw this shit, you yeah. know, and was like, wow, this is crazy, you know. And then we made a personal connection, you know, mm -hmm. like just like was partners and shit. Like he was he was always cool. Yeah. And shit, and then he was entertaining, you know, wherever he went, it was like. The life of the party. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, so, and the trip thing about even with his stuff, I found out about his stuff being in New York and being, just eating food with uh, with HBK and Stretch was playing a video on his phone. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know? And he showed me, I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. You and know? the numbers was doing crazy, too, organically. Yeah, and then he, you know, I just reached out to him and was like, yo, I want to do some stuff with you, you know? And he was like, okay. And, you know, that 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 was really it right there. And it's been the same way with mostly everybody yeah. else that I've worked with. So, man, moral of the story, man, when y'all performing on these stages, make sure y'all bring y'all A-game every single time because you don't know who's watching you and oh. where it can lead. And that pay-to-play shit, fall back on that. Yeah, you might as well do your own show. Facts. That's and everyone claiming like real hip hop, if you throw hip hop shows in this pay to play or you are a pay to play artist, you're not real hip hop. Yeah. I don't nah. give a fuck what anyone says. Nah, you got what you got to do. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. What you got to do is just not is, for the culture. Is if you're gonna if you're gonna spend some money on yourself and on your career, spending on yourself and your career, yeah. you're not putting money into somebody else's pocket to that's providing an opportunity that's not necessarily for you. Even right. though you're on a stage in front of people, that doesn't mean that these people are there for you. If you think that you so fire, then throw your own show. Right. Let me be devil's advocate, too. If you do pay for a slot, 
you better do some MC Hammer shit and get a videographer, a photographer, <laughs> uh, uh, entourage, and make yourself look like, make yourself stand out and have a good stage show. Tell all your homies you come with to be in the crowd. Be fans. Don't go, t- tell your homies don't go on stage with you. Ooh, maybe I got to <laughs> back up because... Even though I don't do that stuff, I've, I I actually know and have worked with some cats that have done it, and they're actually dope. Now I think about it. I'm thinking about somebody that actually paid to get on a tour, and they use, they got that. they That was a full investment yeah. on their part. You got to be strategic, man. But at the same time, I don't think that they knew how much pull that they had because it was a, it was a, a, a show that we got... We got to in the middle of the country, and that act that paid had ten times wow as many fans wow as that's crazy the headline ten times you know I mean like when he got off stage the whole crowd went with him wow because he he just went to the merch booth wow. but that whole crowd <laughs> went I'm just to going the to the merch booth, booth y'all <laughs> I'm like know? really like they was, <laughs> like they they were still in the building. But they wasn't fucking with the headliners. Wow. Yeah. At all. So, and and then when that particular artist did go on tour themselves, they saw they did 30, 36, 37 dates, probably sold out about Damn. 30 of them. Wow. You know, and went to a lot of the same markets that they went to on the tour that they paid to get on. Man. So I'll say that, but at the same time, this was a motherfucker that was savvy. Yeah. She's one, yeah, he's savvy. Yeah. Two, he good. And three, he got a squad. Yeah. That's rare. You Don't know. pay to get on a show and it's your very first show. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. Nah. And that's, you know, like you were saying, throw your own show. Like, and one person, we talked about this. I right? believe so that. One, one person, I've, and you've thrown hell shows, hell of people have thrown shows. One of, one of the people, you know, I, th- I, th- I saw do it was Bee Gees. Oh, Free yeah, Spirit yeah, 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 I DJed yeah. the show, first one. Show. Like, Eric performed with Kevin Allen now, but. And that thing, you know, it, that really helped his career. Like, you know what I mean? And then yeah. he started doing a, a series of those free spirit fests. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, no, that's what you're supposed to do when we... Yeah, invest in yourself. Like, even, like, with... Uh, like, I'll tell you, man. Like, like I'm not the biggest fan of the Thizzler. Oh. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, that being said, bruh did approach, like, okay, uh, for clarity... I, I curate and uh, and book the event High Road Day. I was going to that. Yeah. Yeah, every do. Labor Day. Oh, but, yeah, do you? Who didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. No one okay. knows that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, um, but for, for a few years, you know, they, they had approached us about sponsoring the stage. And it just wasn't going to work. You know, like, that the, the brands just don't go together or whatever if you want to talk like that. It just... Nah, it's not going to work. That first year was hard, though. The first year at Thizzler stage was tight. Okay, now this is what I'm saying, is that when they went ahead... I know where you're going, Instead of waiting and keep asking us, and it wasn't working, he went and did his own shit. Now, however that shit went, doesn't fucking matter to me. What matters is that you went and did your own thing. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Respect. Because... To be honest, it just wasn't going to work. Right. And whether he wanted to believe it or not didn't make a difference. But him believing at least in himself or getting the gumption or the balls or even the like being like, well, fuck those guys. Do my own shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Well, kind, maybe, of, kind of should be like that, though, right? It, it shouldn't be like fuck anybody. I mean, it should be like, but it should be like, but it should be like, fuck it. It should definitely be like, like I ain't gonna worry about that. Let me keep, yeah. keep moving. Forward. Yeah, like, like I said, my like being like doing pro- event production and promotion, doing my own shows with other artists that I like, I that I both managed and didn't manage. I did that shit because just to really to cut out a middleman. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I, I I felt the acts I was working with deserve more money, you know. And you're the, as a promoter, sometimes a promoter that's all they do is promote. They don't do anything else. And sometimes it's party to party. Living like people living check to check, they living party to party. Oh yeah, <laughs> you For know. Sure. So and and it's what it is. So they don't want to come off they cut, like give up more of their cut because that's where it's probably gonna come from. So and I get that part, but then if if I'm able to do my own thing. And also pay my my people more than than uh, a promoter is paying them. Why wouldn't I? And and on top of that, if they get paid more, I get paid more. There's no mm. promoter cut. Mm. You feel me? We're doing this together. So the same cut that I'm getting from managing you is the same cut that I'm still gonna get. I'm not gonna take a promoter cut. I'm still gonna promote. Right. Though. Right. You know, but if I'm doing something with the act that I don't manage, then I gotta have a promoter yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. You gotta get it somewhere. That's yeah. Business, man. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, man, Hyro Day. Yes, sir. How many have you done so far? This Where will, we at? This will be our eighth one. So it's basically, I was gonna say seven. So yeah, yeah we done eight. seven. So you take that, you know, you take that eight and you put it on the side, and it's infinity. Oh yeah. There you go. You know, it's so be a special this, one. Yeah, this one will be our eighth. It'll be September second this year. Okay. Labor Day Ground. as always. Breaking news. That's Oakland. Hyro Day. It's not Labor Day anymore. I mean, shout yeah. out Labor. Shout yeah, out shout the out workers Labor. of the world. Yes. But, but it's Hyro Day. But in Oakland, California. <laughs> in Oakland, California is definitely it's Hyro Day. Hyro Day, and um, you know, September second, we're looking forward to it. And um, think might try to do a few things that are that are different as far as the weekend goes. Okay. And stuff. Oh, like multiple dates. Well, the the event, the block party, will definitely be on Labor Day. But just leading up to it, with you know, um, right now Hyro has a, has a, a series of shows that's going on up until Hyro Day in San Francisco. Mm. Um, it's called Hyro After Dark. I just seen that at the Midway, right? Where? Yeah, so over at the Midway. Oh, midway. Shit, okay, yeah, yeah, big too. Yeah, so the, so the, the series of shows will jump off like um, June, July, and August, and then High Road Day will be in September. Wow. So for the first one, this which, which is June first, they've got uh, Earth Gang. Oh damn! Uh, they got Earth Gang. They got Doja Cat. Collaborate. Um, Adam Vita, aka A One. Yeah. Mikos to God. Dell. Uh, Del, of course, Dell Funky Homo Sapien. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to think who else they got on that thing, man. It's gonna be big. I, yeah, I, it's, the, it's, the bill is crazy. Like the po- the poster of the artwork. Oh, hosted no. hosted by Zion I. Um, it's a it's a pretty thick lineup that they got going on here. But like I said, it's a series of events that's gonna lead up to High Road Day. But they'll be taking place over at the Midway in San Francisco, which is a great venue. Yeah, I think it's 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 damn near second to none. Wow. Yeah. So it so um it's it's a special venue. There's so, a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. So so that that being said, the uh you know I'm just looking forward to, to High Road Day um for this this year. Um, how did that that's start? How did Hyro Day start? It actually started because of a, a fan online on a message board that was just, oh, that said that that uh, that everybody should on 
September 3rd, which is 9-3 on the calendar, everybody that's Hyro fan should play nothing but Hyro all day mm. and wear their Hyro gear and blah, blah, blah. And Casual um, from Hieroglyphics saw the post and was like, we should do a, 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 a party. We should do a block party. And Cash was like, yeah, we can do a block party. And this whole time, I'm sitting up here like, whatever, bro. <laughs> you know, like, this is, this is, this is ambitious, you know, like yeah. we're just gonna do a, a we're just gonna shut down a, a block or two in Oakland and just have a party. Okay, let's see how this goes. And really leading up to it, I didn't have that much to do with everything because I was like on tour like that whole summer. And then when it started to get like closer to the date, and I remember we weren't we did the Rock the Bells tour that year, and um, I think I was with uh, I was with Zion I. And Grouch, and and uh, we were supposed to do the East Coast that weekend, like day before High Road Day. And Dale was with Deltron doing Rock the Bells as well. And we we're doing it on the East Coast, but then some shit happened, whatever. She gets canceled, we're not going, come back home. And i not thinking that this was going to be anything except for, like, maybe a couple, maybe a thousand people might show up. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool. Maybe a thousand. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. have some fun here. Yeah. We're, you know, we're gonna, it's going to be cool. You know, people going to show up because it's free. Right. But when people showed up, I was like, whoa, okay, this is crazy. Like, didn't had no expectations of anything like that happening at all. And it... It, it was beautiful. Like, after that shit was over with, dude, like, I walked the streets of downtown open. I fucking wept. Man, like, uh, sure. Fucking, I was, like, really, it made me really emotional to see the the region come out and support the guys and show that much love to the guys. But then also, on the flip of that, like, behave. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And be And to see kids. You know, and to see elders. Yeah. You know, generational. And see everybody that was that's just anybody happy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we I think we got something here. <laughs> so um, and I think that speaks a lot. Like when you go to like a special uh, event, when people really love the artist or love the event, like there's even if there's almost gonna be like an altercation, people will look, put things to the side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be like, nah, this is something this different. This is not the place. This is something different. How yeah, did you adjust when you saw the influx of people coming in in real time? Did you do anything? You call it a different plane? It was Audible? <laughs> I mean, we just had to, like, it was crazy stuff happening, like, you know, like huge lines for the, for the for the bathrooms, we didn't have that many bathrooms. This and this was no. the first one was on San Pablo in front of New Parish, right? Exactly. I remember like um, coming like toward the end and being blown away by the amount of people as well. Yeah. See, we we originally our permit was for half of the street on San Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> so when we started everything, like we started playing music and everything, <laughs> it was still traffic. Damn. Going down wow. half the street. That's kind of scary. You know, but it's what it was. We just had some cones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. Community, I mean, community's going to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, granted, it was an island. It was a concrete island, cement yeah. island that was in, was in the middle of San Pablo right there. But yeah. when that stopped, we put cones up, and then the stage was on that side of the oh, cones. Shit. So, but as time went on, 
been traffic. You know, like so many people, traffic's not getting through. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you keep telling people like, "Yo, come on from that side." You know, come over here. But after, you can't tell like five hundred people. Nah. To <laughs> yo, come from over there. So you just leave it at that. And then you know, like like I said, the bathrooms. We didn't have enough bathrooms. We didn't have. Um, there wasn't enough liquor at the bar. There wasn't enough food. You know, like those were the. That's when it got serious. Happy <laughs> man. You know, but at the same time, everybody was well behaved and they were happy, you know, and, and they enjoyed it. So following up on that one, it was just like, let's make sure that this is what we're presenting. We're presenting a, a block party um, that's going to be a good time yeah. for everybody. But at the same time, we're going to try to represent all the good things that are about Oakland, California, you know, in the, in the greater Bay Area in general. Like, we just wanted to make sure that People were safe and they had a good time. Yeah, it didn't matter who they were, and even in terms of, of talent, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, kind of make sure that we didn't really come with a lot of like, you know, of the hardcore material, like as far as the billing went, like, you know, I didn't want to do a lot of hardcore stuff. I didn't want to do anything that might be like, might have been seen like. Um, misogynistic, mm -hmm. you know, or anything like that, or homophobic. Or, I didn't want any of that type of stuff to 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 rear its head, sexist, any of that. So when choosing talent, it was always like, you know, well, let's just make sure. because Finally got, curated. Yeah, because we, yeah. we're we telling people, bring your kids. Yeah. Bring yeah. your mom. Yeah. Bring your grandmother. All community. You know, everybody. But at the same time, how do we make sure that we're not offending people? Yeah. You know? So I remember I, I, we, I booked hundreds at the time. Coastal Co. <laughs> Coastal Co, man. You know, shout Legend. out Coastal Co. Legend. Yeah, so at the time, he was hundreds and doing Ice Cold Perm full pimp tape. That brick cell phone. Yeah, but I was like, but the people wanted it. Yeah. You know? The people want, and the crew wanted it at the same time. You know? So it was like... Well, this is that one that we're gonna deal with, right? You know, and that was the first year. That was second year, I think. Okay, it was second. Yeah, it was the second year that that, that hundreds did it, and then, um, I think 2016 was when we did too short. Mm. So with too short, it was and and we I talked to short, you know, before the set, and he was like, "So you want me to do clean versions?" I was like, "Nah." Man, just yeah. get dirty, man. And you they know? want short, man. Yeah, we, they want short. They yeah. don't want cleaned up short. And the, and if you don't, you, we we from Oakland, yeah. so we, we know what it on, is. We all grew up on this. If anybody gets a pass, anyone, yeah, it's exactly. Gonna, if anyone, it's yeah. going to be this right here. And then at the same time, he's more of the head, more of a headline. He's going on right before high row. So if you had a full day, you can also you can also bounce. If you don't want your kids to hear this, you, <laughs> you can know cut what it down. is. You know what it is. It's crazy because yeah. it's like I was at a, a short concert a few months ago, and it's just like I'm sitting there, and we're all singing these songs, and I'm like, and this bitch and hoe and whatever, you know, what too, too short talks about. And I'm thinking to myself like, damn, I've been singing some of these songs since I was like six years old, <laughs> like straight up, like some of this shit, and we're all like grown as fuck now. And it, it, I mean, that's that's too short as touched us all. Like in that way, it's like we it's transcended everything. We grew up, you know, yeah. with that with that guy as one of our leaders. It is what it is. Yeah. So that was like, it's like three three years ago, four three or four years ago. And my my kid, he's only fourteen right now, and 
he was like, yeah. at that time, he was like, yeah, can, can we go over, to, go over to the other stage to see Too Short? <laughs> like, boy, like, I'm like looking at him like, how do you even know anything? Because right. I make sure I don't play Too Short around you, but <laughs> you're a kid, so you find your way, like I did, the mm -hmm. same way. But yeah, even if yeah. it was just like, same you way. Know, to see that, you know, I'm like, I'm as a kid, I was listening to Dope Fiend beat, you know, and... Probably the hardest beat you ever came out of the bear. Possibly. It, quite it's possibly. right there. It's right there. Yeah, quite possibly. It's one of them. You know, and, uh, and then, you know, you fast forward years later, my kids listening to Blow the Whistle. It, exactly, man. You <laughs> know, so it's 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 crazy to, to know that this dude's had that much longevity and that, you know, that we're listening to stuff literally like 30 years apart. And almost, it's all, yeah, exactly. You know? It's like all connected. Yeah, but it's still but it's still connected. But um, yeah, but with 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 uh, with Hyrule Day, it's been a uh, it's been a great journey. Um, it's been a phenomenal um, experience to have as far as being able to build with people. And, yeah, and bring different artists in, and you know, I've dealt with everything from you know a lot of different praise and 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 uh, a lot of homage, and it's all been great, and a lot of doing a great job and yay glad you're doing this that's fantastic too but i've also dealt with the other side of you know when the first time we had to ticket people when the event was, oh, yeah, and, and the event was uh, but the event was free but you just had to have tickets because yeah, we had to, to sign up yeah. yeah we had to we had to we had a, a a a permit for only so many people so we had to count do a head count but we weren't charging but people were still mad i've had to deal with once we started to charge because we were in the in the in the red for a couple of years from giving mm -hmm. the event and still trying to keep the price down low which we still do yeah. and um getting getting it from that side and then getting it from like oh well you guys don't have enough um women representing you know and and people not understanding even the process so I'll break down the process like <clears throat> when I look at stuff to book for that event I'm looking I'm looking at a bunch of different things, but the most important thing, first and foremost, is that I've never I've only repeated two acts ever. You know, that was Saba Pivot and Kev Choice. Mm. Mm. They've the only ones that played the event twice on the bill. Now people appearing, that's that's happened multiple times, but they ain't been on the bill, you know. But and then the other flip of it is that other people that have performed more than once, they haven't done the same set. So I've had Zion I perform there, but then I've had Zion I and Grouch. I've okay. had Zion I, Grouch, and Eli. <laughs> <laughs> flipping it. Yeah, so you continue flipping it, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, I've had Grouch, you know? But then I've had Zion I and the Grouch, you know? I, but... That's just the way that I would, you know, that that's the loophole. Yeah. You know, I think like somebody like Bamboo, I've had him do himself. I've had him do himself and his wife. Right. I've had him do the project with the dude from Blue Scholars, The Bar. I've had him do his original group, Native Guns. Mm. And I've had him host. <laughs> You know, it, like shout out Bamboo, stretch yeah, shout, it, shout him out, man. Because he, he, you know, like and dope those, ass person, man. Dope those are those are like person. the loopholes, and then and then DJs. Like I'm gonna keep the same DJs yeah, and yeah. bring and also I think bring that I think in. that's like the nucleus, though. The DJs kind of push it as far as promo and 
keeping the um, the vibe as far as like the inner yeah. music they consistent. Keep, they keep the energy going. Yeah, they keep, they keep, they keep the, the whole thing going. You know, like I've been blessed. Sean's done the event a couple times. Yeah. You know, and and really done a, a fantastic job. I think stuff. I think Hyrule Day is is probably the most important uh, festival in the Bay Area because it's I don't I, I wouldn't say it's strictly but it it just highlights the local talent. Yeah, and, and I don't know any other festival that would do that. I mean, Outside Lands just started. Like for, for them to have the uh, that you know the RBE yeah on there. That's important. You know, that was real big for them. No, for it, Outside it was Lands, huge. it was big. It was to me, it was huge for Outside Lands to have SOB on there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was huge <laughs> all the way around. They, um, you know, but over years, like um, I think maybe the second or third Outside Lands um, did that with Zion I. Okay, and then but at the, we did the same stage. We did the uh, the Twin Peaks stage, mm-hmm. with, and on our stage was uh, Rapio Sadiq. So another local talent okay. I was on there. Colossal uh, local talent. Though. Yeah. You, know, you might have heard of him. Man. Maybe. Might have heard. I remember I got to meet him for the first time at Hyrule Day and it was like one of the, one of the highlights of my life. And you know, he's all, he's at Hyrule Day like every year and I'm just been on his neck trying to get him. If you ever, if you hear this, man, I'm man. still trying to get you. Oh I holler at your nephew all the time trying to get you on this thing. But uh, that's another thing I want to highlight about Hyrule Day too is that you will run into your favorite local artists. And they'll just, be super accessible. Yeah, right? like that. And that goes back to like people like loving the event, loving Hyrule, and, and just feeling good about you know yeah. being there. I think people like, like a lot of people look at it as a music festival, and I'm like, but it's really a block party with yeah. a couple different stages because you know it's we we have a lot of vendors, you know, and most if not all the vendors are local, mm-hmm. you know, so it's bigging up a lot of local businesses, and then you know we. We got a children's area with arts and crafts. Tell me what <laughs> festival got arts and crafts. It's not a festival, bro. This is some, some stuff for the community, you know? Totally. And, and it's an affordable price for everybody, yeah. you know? And even if you can't afford the $19.93 that it costs to, to get a ticket, we'll even work with you on that, you know? And it's not like, you know, this is, like we can't offer the same things as a Coachella or a mm-hmm. Bonnaroo or anything like that. But what we can offer is a safe place to come and enjoy your people on a beautiful day. We've been blessed with the weather, phenomenal oh, yeah, weather yeah, yeah. every year. You said that one year, like four years ago, it was hot as shit. But oh, it was still beautiful, but it, it was, was like too it was, hot. It was too damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about because it was people was passing year, out. I, I, that was the year I met Raphael Sadiq. I yeah, think that was, was the year. It was people everywhere just like, oh, oh and we ran, that was the year we ran <laughs> out of water. Oh, yeah, shit, I do. 13,000 bottles of water. That. that was wow. out of hand. Gone. You know, and it was it was it was ridiculous. But <laughs> where was Andy? Nah, <laughs> from the fire fest. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, so but with like again with outside lands, like like you know they've had they've had G Easy there, they've had uh, Latirix, um, they've had Guapale, and this okay, they, and, and last year yeah E forty, and then they then last year with S O B R B E playing, they also had collaborate. Really. He was he played last year and then um, actually Gold Link had to postpone because Pilo, of right? like some travel, and they, and Burner took his place. Oh, oh yeah, I, okay, I do remember that. You and know, then Kamaya, Kamaya, definitely Kamaya remember that. because Kamaya, Kamaya has done it, and then this year you got All Black and Pilo. Yeah, okay, yeah, both playing right. the, both playing the events along with the session. 
Um, Wait, All Black and Pilo is about to be on Outside Lands? Yeah. They're, they're on Outside Lands. Really? And then it's a, it's a really dope band from Oakland called The Session. They're so tight. Um, I had them on High Road Day a few years ago. They're really, really, really good. They're on Outside Lands. Uh, maybe last year, year before, fan, think year before last, uh, Fantastic Negrito. Okay. Mm. He did it. And, you know, like I said, like, like when G did it, that that year it was that whole stage. I don't think we even moved from the stage. That's that year it was. They even had Digital Underground up there that year, playing on a smaller stage. Oh, Cubert played last year mm. as oh, well. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, digital but, Underground. Damn, how I missed that. Yeah, because because <laughs> uh, uh, I worked with G on his set because um, he wanted to do something. For, he wanted to do something for the Bay, but he wanted to do like some some kind of like old school shit. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up bringing the loonies and, oh, and Dell out there. So he brought them out during his set. And then, coincidentally, uh, Digital Underground's on the other side of the park. So after G said, you know, the loonies and Dell were both in Digital Underground. So they just, oh, shit, they over here. We're about to go mob <laughs> over here and go play some songs with them. You know, so it was it was a nice little day for the Bay Area, like wow. to, you know, like so you can get like these little cutty times at, at a festival like that where, you know, they don't. It's when it's a hundred acts, it's very difficult for them to continue to pull from a, a a pool here, you know, and make it make sense. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 a lot of things that go into it as far as, you know, you have to have a, a, some type of some type of thing going on and also we got we also have to recognize that like it's only going to be limited amount of rap acts or hip hop acts or hip hop associated at acts. outside lands at, yeah outside lands right. it's only going to be a limited amount so with that limited amount it, all of them are, are not going to be from here mm-hmm. and then but what you hope is that at least every day of a three day festival we got somebody playing yeah, at least you know, one. Somebody <laughs> representing, you know. But then on the flip of that is, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you have a Rafael Sadiq or you have a Guapale or a Fantastic Negrito, also or the session also playing that that aren't necessarily rap acts, you yeah. know, at all. But they're still representing the Bay Area in a in a really positive way, and they're all dope as shit. So yeah. and Outside Lands is like a one of those. It's, it's one of those festivals like a Coachella. Or like a Bonnaroo or anything like that, except for it's in the middle of the city. Yeah, I would I would compare it to a Coachella for sure. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with it's just no camping and no mud type yeah. shit. So, but all these people are coming in from around. Those are not local people. Nah, that, that are going to this. No, shit. not at all. Y'all not know at better all. than me. Yeah, than we, we talked about outside lands in yeah. one of the episodes. You know, because I, I just I just saw somebody um, on the news that they were like complaining about like the noise, <laughs> the noise, and I was like, <laughs> I can't park in my neighborhood. It's like, dude, okay, you know that this is coming. Yeah, prepare and leave. What you need to be doing is cleaning up that pad and Airbnb and man, I would, I would just dip in Airbnb. It. I mean, like outside lands is going to come here. Yeah, there's no. It makes too much money. At it's this over point. ten years now. So. It's ten years in. It ain't been no fatalities. Yeah, you know, so they good, and it's making money. Not yeah. it's 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 not just the the one or two million dollars that they're paying to do it. But it's the the ecosystem that it brings in, because that's like you go there, it's like a 
fucking city. Yeah. I, know, I know a vendor that yeah. said he sells some food in uh, outside lines. He'd be making like 20 grand a day. Yeah. A Jesus day. Christ. In profit. Yeah. A day. You know, you see, the, I, I, Evan is there. You know, he got his trucks there. Like, that's like, I yeah. could never find Evan at his truck at any time. Go to outside lands, he had his truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because he's like, today? Yeah, we're going to make all the money. <laughs> we're going to get this guap today. Yeah. So, um, but that, you know, the difference between us and, and them is that just, we're just, a, we have a block party. We have a community yeah. affair that is what, that we welcome everybody. It's not a, a it shouldn't be anything that uh, people can't afford to go to. And it should also be family friendly. Like, unless I'm, you know, like, unless I'm working and I got some type of other type of credential that gets me out of the general population, then I'm not taking my kid to a festival. Yeah. You know, if we got to be in gen pop, we're not going. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if I'm if I'm in a VIP or a backstage all access, then by all means, because that's what I'm used to doing. But at an event like Hyro Day, that would be the thing where I wouldn't, you know, something similar to that, then I bring my kids. Yeah, because it's smooth. Yeah, and this is the place where backstage makes no difference than Hell outside nah. the crowd. <laughs> it don't. You know, like, I'm not saying that you're going to find random people backstage, but you will find those rappers or those artists that were on that were just on stage. You turn around, they're right next to you. Yeah. You know, because they're going around checking out everything. And, we, and we're trying to bring in those type of people that are w with that type of attitude. You know, like, what I love for somebody like, you know, say, like, crazy-ass Kanye or some shit like that, of course, sure, want, want a talent like that there. But can't have Israeli bodyguards walking through the crowd and yeah. shit. You know, is you really gonna fuck with the people or not? You yeah. know, because the people gonna the people gonna fuck with you, and it's not like they gonna try to fuck with you to fuck with you on some mean shit. They nah. genuinely love. Yeah, they gonna rock. With they gonna rock with you. They're gonna talk to you like you know you're you're part of the community now. You're here. Yeah, definitely. And you know, and that and with that event, you know, again, it's just it's really like a something that's that that's for the people. And, and being able to celebrate the legacy of hieroglyphics and, and Oakland, California, in the Greater Bay Area, it means a lot. Is Kanye West one of your, like, is that on your list? Not on mine. If the guys want him, then that's what we would do. Who, who's on your on your wish list? My wish list? Yeah, right, right now, Raphael Sadiq, definitely. Definitely, that'd be nice. You know, like, I've, I've been pushing for him for a while. Um, he's definitely somebody that I want to see, you know, but at the same time, I, I, like, is there's things that I want to do that probably just ain't going to happen, you know? Like, I like obviously, we can't do a mob figures reunion. Man, you know what man. I'm saying? Like, I can't do that, you know? I can't, I, shit, I can't do an HBK gang set, you know? Like, just because they're, they're everywhere with the, what they're doing, Yeah, you yeah. know? So... And but every year, do I do I hit them up and be like, hey, you know, yeah, there's always something, and I can't, you know, like, it's what cats have their own things to deal with, you know. But what's the blessing is that everybody from HBK gang individually has performed, yeah, at High Road Day, you know, and sometimes it it can turn into a set. But I want to be like the HBK gang For is real. performing, like how you did Livewire. Exactly, yeah. you know, like, and to and to be able to do do, uh, you know, like, like I want to bring in, um, 
like somebody I like I definitely want like J Bug. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's just another Yeah, kill it. Yeah, that's another that, that's that's definitely representing the Bay, but on something else. Yeah. You know, but it's still cool and I think that everybody would enjoy it. Um with like, DMX. Ooh. Oh man, that would be tight. You know, I been, did I had to produce a show with DMX and he's one of the best performers I ever seen. Yeah. Been put, was that mezzanine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Try to open up. Yeah, that was that shit was yeah, hard. Been, been, been pushing push on the stage and all that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, been pushing for uh been going after daylight every year. Oh man, that would be perfect. You know, they, like, they've always done the good. I've been I haven't seen them in a while, but I saw them a bunch as a youngster. Great what is that about? Like, is it is it that they busy or? Um, some sometimes it's that they're busy. Other times it's finances. Finances, yeah. You know, and that like the reason why De La Soul is still here to this day and it's never broken up is because they about they shit. Mm-hmm. And they tour a lot. And, and they're not going to take anything less than what they feel like they deserve. For sure. And it doesn't matter how long you've known them. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, y'all the homies. But this is, this our is what we need. Yeah. This is what we do, yeah. No, no disrespect and don't yeah, take yeah, it yeah. personal because it's business. Nah. But this is what we need. Yeah. Now, I, you might do it for whatever reasons if we was to call you. But us, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, well, and yeah. there's a reason that they've done well and been around for so long because we yeah. all know recently our Tiny Boy Records screws them out of a lot of money from yeah, they should be getting from, you know, and, and it seems like that's getting resolved a little bit, but they kill it touring. They tour probably 150 days to 200 days out of the year, you know, some years. Well, other flip is that they also, um, was it last year or a year before last? Maybe last year. I'm trying to think, was it last? No, year before last. So, la- year before last, um, it was a funny day. I did, like, Outside Lands, uh, they were with the Gorillas. Gorillas tight. Yeah, and their set was like a festival in itself. Damn. Yeah, this shit must be crazy, the you, production. Bruh, the production was crazy. They didn't have background singers, they had a fucking choir. <laughs> you know? And next then, level, next level. And they're, they're just running the people out. I mean, it's Little Dragon. Oh, man. There's Dale. There's Pusha T. Damn. There's Vince Staples. Wow. There's The Far Side. There's De La Soul. There's Pevin Everett. God. There's Anthony Hamilton. You know, wow. like, and you're, you're sitting up there like, holy shit, bruh. Like, this is crazy. You know, like, they got all these cats touring with them, too. Like as, as, as that shit as as their schedules go, so like, and and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to see all that shit. But then you're seeing like, I see cats like you know like Dale, the Far Side, De La Soul. That's why they're still here. Yeah, you know, it's because they they made the correct decisions about who to do things with and how. And then all of a sudden they're set damn near set for life. You know, off of. Working like one collab, you know, like Dale's biggest song is not his own. Yeah, it's mm. the, yeah. You I know. saw that. Uh, uh, Vlad did the interview with Dale. They talked about all that. Yeah, that song was just so big, and like when when G brought him out at Outside Lands to do that shit, it was like it went. Race. And he was talking about he did that shit like he didn't think it was gonna be anything. He did this as a favor to Automator 
and he just like he was just like man just do this for me he's like all right, all right i'll do it like when they were working on some whole other shit <laughs> it just came out yeah and it can't and all of a sudden boom you know like and that's a, like a worldwide like smash it like it damn near you know like quiet as it's kept it could be but like one of the biggest songs to ever come out the bay like on some hip-hop shit like that even though it's a gorilla song with the the gorillas dude singing yeah it's produced by the automator and yeah, is yeah. rapped by Dell. yeah you know so that is that's kind of crazy damn you know so yeah but you know like i said Hyrule Day, it's great, it's fantastic, I love it. My, my most important day of the year, professionally, I love it. Like, I look forward to it every year. And um, Me too. You know. As it, someone that DJs, like, every year you have me, like, I always look forward to it, always. Um, it's crazy, because the past couple of years, I haven't been able to DJ, because there's been weird issues, which is fine. I mean, but, shit happens. <laughs> no, no, yeah, like, I'm not, I don't even care. But, I mean, I've been there, but then, you know, I, the time ran over, whatever it is. But I, was, I told you this, I'm trying to do a jacket tribute next, this year. So, hey, I had that plan last good. year, and, and that's that's my what I'm aiming for. That'll so. be hard. It's good. And, it, you know, and it's it's, and it's 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 a process, though, dude. Like I said, you know, like, I, we got the DJs, a lot of same DJs play, play the event every year. But then, at the same time, we're bringing in new, newer cats as well, giving them a shot. And I'm just not trying to repeat acts. I'm trying to mm-hmm. keep it, you know, like really fresh and not stale. Like, you know, you're gonna see, you know, the same cats at the same festivals or the same events every year. Like, you know, I got to give room to the next wave of people coming in. Right. You know, I got to bring in the next legends that's coming in. You know, I got to make sure that the, that that everybody um, gets a, you know, like a, a good shot at this and and. You know, and just want people to to trust. Like, don't get upset if you ain't on this show. <laughs> yeah, because if you keep I, doing what you're doing, then I'm, I'm gonna be at you. I seen some people that were upset, and then the next year they were on it. So, yeah, and I mean, yeah, but and, but being upset doesn't get you on it. It's not. Just, it's, it's, <laughs> not, <laughs> not no, no. I mean, they yeah. they were destined to. You know. Yeah, it's, it made sense. It's gonna happen, and and you know, like I said, I I. It's it's a it's a small pool to 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 reach from, of people that have, not done the event, so that's how I have to look at it first and foremost. Have they done the event? Like everybody, has damn near everybody has done it. So when so after that, I you know that's if you haven't done it, then that's your best shot. Right. Don't worry. Like that's why I be trying to tell guys. Don't worry, man. You know, don't trip, and be ready. Be because ready. somebody might not make it. And if you're there, or I mean, if you're around, then you might get that call. And yeah. that's ha- like, you know, somebody like Beejus. I can't tell you about Beejus timing. <laughs> like, I was, I had a tour date, and we was doing a show at the New Parish, and Beejus was hanging around at Soundcheck. And then I was like, wait a second. I looked at the schedule. I was like, holy shit. We got, we got... 20 minutes we need Jesus to fill. Christ. I, I was like, I, I think Mike, Mike Smith was with us, and I was like, I was like, you think Beejus will open up the show? He was like, fuck yeah, let, let me ask him. Beejus was like, yeah, okay, boom. You won, you know? And then somebody else didn't want to do the slot that they were given at High Road Day, and they canceled the last minute. 
Beejus. You down? <laughs> Beejus is down. He's Fuck ready. Yeah. West Oakland. <laughs> yeah, he came through in the clutch. Shout out Beejus. Shout out to Free Spirit. He's a really a clutch dude. And he's we cool. need more he's music, awesome. yo. What a guy. That's he's, he's, he's got he, a rollout. Yeah, he just he just released a clap. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Video, I like that. Yeah. But I know, like, one thing we wanted to uh, talk about, because it's, it's, it's close to your... Uh, your upbringing is, is it's unfortunate the untimely passing of Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace, I think to Nipsey. Everyone's been crushed by that, you know, and it's 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 a it's a national, if not worldwide, tragedy. What's going on? But um, you grew up in the same neighborhood, right? Correct. Yeah, actually, the same street. I'm from Bryanhurst, so um, like I said, you know, a lot of cats know me from be- just from the Bay Area. Yeah, and, and really repping some Bay shit on like really hard and being about this market in this region. I was born here, but I spent a lot of my formative years in Los Angeles. It's where I went to school at, and it's where my mother still resides. I was just there a couple of weeks ago, um, on the block, and at the Marathon store. And like I said, I'm from Bryanhurst Avenue. I was Crenshaw Slauson, like you know, the same way my grandparents and my cousins are from the Dubs. <laughs> you know, I'm from Crenshaw and Slauson. I'm, I'm, I am from the Overhills. I am from the Flatlands. I am from the backhood of Rolling Sixty neighborhood crib gang. That is my neighborhood. I am from the neighborhood. I am not from the set though. So it's a big, a big difference. It's a big difference. You know, I'm from that neighborhood. I, like I, that's the neighborhood that I definitely represent, and that's where I'm from. You know, but as far as being from RSE or from Neighborhood Crip or anything like that, I am not that dude, you know. But these are are a lot of people that I grew up with, Mm -hmm. my neighbors, you know, like a lot of lot of friends, a lot of lot of people that I consider family that are that are that are still involved, have been involved for years. And what happened over there was a travesty that um, that was my that was my bus stop in junior high oh, school. Oh wow! Mar- where the marathon store is at, and I can remember what the mar- what was there before, what that strip mall was before Nipsey bought it, and what it was even before it was a strip mall. He bought the whole strip mall. Yeah, he owned yeah. that whole area. Now. He owned I know he, he bought like and the, shit, and the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, that was next door, and he, which he flipped into a fat burger. Wow, mm-hmm. and stuff. And like I said, I used to. My my junior high bus stop was like right there, and I remember it was a a business there that was a house, but it was a business inside, and it was a they had video games. I just go in there and play video games before <laughs> that strip mall was there. Bernadette Stannis, this is how old school it is, bruh. Bernadette Stannis used to have an acting school there. If you don't know who Bernadette Stannis is, she possibly is finest black woman that's ever been on television ever. That's <laughs> Thelma from Good Times. Oh, yeah. She used to have an acting school um, on the same site where uh, where Nipsey's uh, store and all this property was at. And, you know, and like I said, I'm from there. I'm from a half a block away on Bryanhurst. And uh, it's, a, it's a straight up, it's a travesty. It's a tragedy that it happened. But unfortunately, you know, just speaking for you know, for people in my neighborhood, my community, is is as tragic as it is. For us, it's it's more or less it's a Monday, mm. and which is horrible because we've been accustomed to this, we're used to this, we've had a lot of 
like this 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 man worked within our community and for our community and was from our community and he happened to be a celebrity at the same time our neighborhoods had a multitude of losses that have hurt a lot this one is just magnified because now the whole world is is more or less sharing the same pain that we've had to go through over there for years you know so it's this one this one's a, a, a little different yeah. It definitely hit, but it's, uh, it's, it it hit harder than than like the average, you know. Just because even if he wasn't a Nipsey fan, you was aware of his business, um, meaning you know his uh, investments and his goals. And if you ever watched the interview, you knew that he was just on some other type of shit. He just yeah. wasn't on the typical rapper shit. And to see that um, he didn't get to see everything through. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's why a lot of non-fans or casual fans are as upset as a as a Nipsey Hussle fan. Yeah, and, you know, my main thing with the situation was just, like, that, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really horrible that when you, become, when you get accustomed to that type of stuff. Happening, right, right. That Being like, numb to the shit. Yeah, that yeah. it's not the first time right. that somebody from our neighborhood has killed somebody else from our neighborhood and right. and, they, and somebody that was loved and adored. Yeah. Like, this has happened mo uh, uh, multiple times. And these are things that we've had to deal with. Like I said, as tough as it is, it's still like we've, we've been through this before. Yeah. So when all the speculation started and the conspiracies and stuff like that, for... I know for myself and for a few other people that I talked to from our neighborhood, it was before we saw any footage or anything. We knew because uh, yeah. it's 10 blocks each way before you're able to get out of that neighborhood. Yeah. So you can't sneak in there. You know, it's one of the biggest things. Ain't no creeping going on. There's no creeping. And yeah. that's the epicenter. That's also a no-funk zone. Yeah. So it's really like, well, what happened? Like, we thinking like maybe it was somebody from another, another uh, race, mm. Mm. because we knew they couldn't no no black gangs get up into that area and do anything right. like that. But the amount of shots that were taken, that was like on some personal shit. Definitely, you know, like and we knew that too. Like yeah. once we got shot, how many times? And he went which way? Like, he went towards the hood? Right. Instead of away from the hood? It, it just, you know, it, it just started to really hurt when people were just like, you know, like, it's the documentary. It was a, yeah. You know? He was way bigger than that documentary. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it was, I'm sorry, it was some whack <laughs> shit that happened. Right. That, has happened before. Does that make you feel like um, that a hood celebrity like that of that magnitude shouldn't be rooted and planted in the in the neighborhood? Do you think he could have did everything he did remotely and not be so close? Because I'm I'm hearing a lot of that talk. Well, you know? I I think that um, he was proving a point. Right. Because, again, if you're going to do something like that, that was the place to do it. Because being in that place, like I said, 
he's this is a loved one. Right. You know, this is somebody that's revered and admired that is providing inspiration and jobs and money and investment into the community. So there's nobody around here that should want to fuck with this guy right. for any reason. So he's the safest person possible around there. Because again, that you go ten blo- you gotta go ten at least ten blocks in any direction to get out of that neighborhood. You know, so why wouldn't he be safe? Especially right there in some main also know, think like, main street. I also think like someone like him or just like what I gather from him is like he wouldn't have it any other way. Oh like like, like he he's of the people. Like right, he wouldn't right, do right, it right. a different way. <clears throat> if even if he knew this was gonna happen, like he like it seems like he would Or even if he knew it was a possibility. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he thought about it a hell of times. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I think that, that that part of it though, like he should be. Yeah, he did not have to, uh, you know. I don't think you know be any more aware than at any you know than any other time because mm-hmm. he it wasn't like he was an active gangbanger, right, right? You know, and times have changed. Like before, it was like if you from somewhere, different. You always from that. You right. always own, you know. And gangbanging is a full contact sport. It's lifelong. It's 24-7, 365, no days off. Mm-hmm. And if you're active, then that's what it is. And that's the, that's the life that people choose. But if you are not active, you can still represent your set, but you can't go and disrespect nobody else. Right. And they're probably not going to disrespect you if you are not active or, you know, like you quote-unquote retired. It's, it's, a, it's a weird game. But it's just what it is. It's some real street shit that if you're not there, then, you know, you might not get it. But it's just what it is. I don't, it's not like I'm sitting up here like, yeah, I approve of everything. I approve of this message. Uh, it just is what it is. It's it's what it is. Mm-hmm. And and right now, you know, like, Nip is a, as a, is, as, has become a martyr. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, he's become a martyr, but. He also, he's also looks like he's become the spark for inspiration in in a, quite a few different ways by just people people's behavior. Yeah. You know, as far as I've never seen anybody from that was a blood member, a blood gang member on Crenshaw Slauson. Period. You know, and they they down there trying to be peaceful. Yeah. And that's beautiful to me. Like, because I just, I've, because we're seeing a lot of people that are just being born into this shit now. Yeah. You know, and it's just a different wave of, of, of how that shit goes. But, again, I'm very unfortunate, bro. And I wish I wish that, uh, you know, that the world was would have been able to get a lot more Nipsey Hussle just as a man. Not just the music, but yeah. just as a man. It, it definitely don't feel right. It, it Just like when Jack, you know what I'm saying? Like... It it's like it don't hit until you know I still be like damn with as far as with with the jack it's like you don't you don't ever come to terms with it for me I know I I still catch myself it's you hard know what I'm saying? it's man it's like when you you scrolling through your phone book right and then it's like right I got a lot of that. Yeah, like that. That those those is tough. Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, why why 
Why have not deleted this? Yeah. Because I'm not. Yeah. That's, that's why. Yeah. I'm you not going to stop following my homies on Instagram because yeah. they passed away. This, this is all I got I left take to tell number. you the truth. Yeah, nah, man. You know, yeah. but if it's still here, then, then cool. It's not like I'm ever going to be able to text you or call you again or nothing like that. But in a way, it's you still, a, a little slice yeah. is still here. And, um, yeah, man, I just I, I, I just hope that this is a spark to for everybody to um, to do better. Yeah, how how do you think his empire can still be ran without him? Do you? I mean, I don't know how close you were to anybody in that in that circle, but do you see the marathon and as a whole company being ran successfully still? Well, for one, yeah. For for one, I, I, I never worked with them except for we did a couple of shows up here. You know, but as far as anything else, <clears throat> business-wise, didn't have any other business ties or anything like that. But as far as from where I'm looking at with this stuff, I knew that he did some groundbreaking shit, which was he signed a, a bounty hunter, mm. somebody from the other side of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, he, like, he's to their label. And he created a label that was self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if these ideas were all coming from him or yeah. from the team, but if, at least if it was a team effort, they should be okay because right, they, right, did, right. they did groundbreaking things. Mm-hmm. You know, like just even having a store alone is one of those things like, because merch is like, that is a whole nother ball game yeah. when it comes to this this game here is the, the the selling and the marketing of merchandise and accessories is a whole nother business in itself and for them to uh for them to 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 create a sustainable model which in my opinion i was just like i wonder how they're going to do this <laughs> because they're just going to be selling their own shit they're not selling anybody else's stuff in there it's like, well, how much of your own stuff can you sell? Right. But then you look in there and it's like, I see. Yeah. Because it's, don't say nothing that says Nipsey Hustle in that store. No. It's all Marathon or Slauson or Crenshaw. And I was like, okay. Because it's the same thing Burn does. Yeah, Burn exactly. Does. Burn, yeah. Find me a Burner t-shirt. Yeah. Somewhere, you know. That says his actual name on yeah, it. Yeah, it says Burner on it. no. You're going to find a lot of cookie stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever else that he is also involved in. None of the stuff says burner on it. Yeah. You know, so. And it's the experience inside the marathon store as well, too. It being probably one of the first smart stores, interactive stores, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And obviously the uh, the location of it. That's all that was important. And, I, you know, I just I just always think about I immediately thought about everything he worked for. How is that going to be kept? You know, I mean, I think it's gonna take some time. His his, his brother seems to have a, a, a cool. His head brother on seemed, the yeah. His, bro- his brother seemed like he he was right there in the nucleus of everything. So he seems like he definitely seems like the person that would probably um, spearhead a lot of the things to keep it going. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it's gonna be a few different people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that that are involved. I can't speak for any of them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, but, they, but he was involved with. You know, some of the biggest people in right. the industry. So I can't see, like, and this one is enough, like, again, this one hurts and it hit. Yeah. 
so hard and the waves the ripples affected this is just crazy to see how many people are have been affected yeah you know? and, and what was beautiful like my whole timeline on ig was just like everywhere everybody ig and twitter the whole week it's yeah. still going i mean it's still yeah. going and you know, yeah. you know what's crazy too i want to bring up was just like and and people have said it hasn't really been covered but obviously you know the internet has covered it is just the amount of uh marches and vigils and gatherings yeah. there's been just day after day with people um, nation of Islam or the Eritrean community or yeah. gangs coming together and just mm-hmm. I mean, that shit is that's fucking and it's been talking about galvanization too. and talking about people like you know standing up and, and, and coming together I mean that's fucking incredible and that yeah. just shows that that's really just shows who he was yeah, you got this. People, you, know? you got this happening in different cities as well. Yeah, it's not that, just so there was a vi- there was a visual in Oakland. There, I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's a visual in, in most cities. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw one in Seattle. Okay. You know, so it's 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 definitely like like I said, the ripple effect for this is 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 crazy. And if this is the spark, then that's cool. You know. Yeah. That uh, that that's the good that we're gonna get out of out of a tragic situation is that this hopefully inspires a whole legion of people to do better. And that's, and I, like I said, out of tragedy, that's all that we can hope for is that everybody can do better coming out of this than where they were at before. And, you know, out of, out of all the stuff that I've seen happen, like I don't think Los Angeles has ever lost a, ra- a rapper of that stature to, nah. to violence. Nah. Because, nah. you know, you, you think about Tupac being murdered, but he wasn't really from LA. Things happened in LA, yeah. but not not to yeah. an LA artist. And Biggie died in LA, but he wasn't. Biggie from died. Dollar yeah. died in LA. Yeah, remember Dollar? Rest in peace. R.I.P. Dollar. But um, yeah, this is this was just this was huge. And in his neighborhood too. It's not like he got. Yeah, it was just a lot town, of things that you they like, just add up to. In his fucking store, man. In yeah. his land. Well. Again, you know that's that. I think that's where the celebrity part comes in at, because, you know, in in that neighborhood, that's what it is. And I'm not I'm not like trying to talk disrespectfully at all. No, about, I just did it about this the neighborhood. But you know, you have to sometimes you. you it's not calling the spade a spade. It's just telling the truth. Right. Like, You've seen this movie before. We've seen it several times before. See how it ends. How this movie ends. You know, and it it's it hasn't ended good. Now, that doesn't mean that it was destined from the start. I I can't I can't say that it was, but it's just that those type of when you, that type of situation has happened before, you know, and. Unfortunately, it's happened in that same neighborhood, and unfortunately, it's happened not just once, not just twice, not just three times, not just four times, but hella times. Right. You know, and again, that's where it gets back to, like I said, for for us to be conditioned and having to adjust our lives around that when you're growing up in situations like that where... You know, somebody from the same gang then killed somebody else from the same gang. Everybody know each other. It's like, wait a second, dog. How's this shit working? Yeah. You know, like, hold on. So you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty weird. And just for that, you know, for that 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 neighborhood, you know, our neighborhood's like really 
weird because it was, you know, three blocks north, it's it's bougie. Three blocks south, it's just bad. So bad, it was be- that it was definition <laughs> of bad and bougie, you know. So you literally got people getting initiated into gangs at the same age as people that are crossing the debutante line. That's crazy. And being in Jack and Jill, you know. Yeah. But we are going to the same school and shit you know and it, and it's just it's 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 strange but it's again it's what it is and it, and what it is is unfortunate and um you know it's just like really it's like rest in peace and and, and absolutely and god like i said god willing this is a spark that um hopefully inspires a lot of people to, to change and to do radical that. change too not just you know yeah not <laughs> people just i think i think it's also like people just realize like what we have here yeah in in this life you know yeah because unity is, is there's nothing there's not really anything more powerful maybe mother nature and father time more powerful than unity but you know what i mean yeah. unity is the people the people have the power you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. what nipsey preached yeah so to see people come together and honor that it, it's i hope people don't forget and i don't think they are because it really looks like there's there's some changes really happening you know, sometimes if you see murders or you see deaths or you see tragedies and, you know, in the next news cycle, people kind of forget or or the next week, people people ain't forgot this next week. Nah, this like, is Like, it gonna, feels like it's just starting. This like, is going to stretch for a while. I think it's going to stretch forever, but, yeah. you know. It's going to stretch for a while. I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of the younger people kind of equate this to, or trying to equate it to how we felt with the Biggie and Pac thing. And I, for some reason, I... It, probably it's probably bigger because it was it was random you know what i'm saying the and even the i'm not saying that pot you've seen it coming but it was like it was a lot of energy around that at that time it was just a lot of energy you know what i'm saying with with nip it was like it was just it was doing his thing like it, it wasn't no he wasn't in no he wasn't in nothing no 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 Rap beef, nothing. It was no negative energy around his name and around his brand. And just for this to just happen out of nowhere, you know, I think yeah. that 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 age demographic seeing that is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what's crazy is that, I just want to say short, quickly, that when Tupac died, I was 15, and when he died, I was mad at him. Because mm. I just was like, how could you let this happen to you? Right. You know what I mean? And also, you got to think, when... when Tupac died, he's only 26. Yeah. And when Biggie died, he's only 24. It's like, Nipsey was 33. Mm-hmm. And he realized so many of his dreams and, and acted on that. And so, you know, Biggie and Pac were bigger artists, for sure. They were just they were yeah. huge. But Nipsey was a bigger man. Yeah. I think. No, no. Well, I, not I, bigger I, man, but well, it was just no, like more I think, of a figure, like, well, in terms of well, we got done to, so much more. You well, know? we got to see, we're, we're seeing somebody evolve in front yeah. of our eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but, yeah, yeah. but the thing is, he grew, is that he grew a lot. He, he probably was not at his final form. Not at no, all. No, no. I mean, that dude should have lived three times longer. You, you know, know what I mean? whereas other cats, like, we, like, it's, you know, it's a trip because a lot of times cats are always, you know, cats will say that if, Pac was round and it wouldn't be like this. Like, like how you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, we don't know. We, we don't know. I think Nip had, he had a trajectory like being like the West Coast Jay-Z probably as far as his business because he, he got it. He understood that 
I'm not just about to be on this rap shit. I'm not about to be chasing my next hit. Because he never, honestly, he never had a hit. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really nothing to chase. He just knew that I need to plant all these other seeds to make sure that I'm sustainable. But I also think, you know, like already, I personally believe socially he's accomplished way more than Jay-Z ever did in terms of political, socio-political uh, leadership. Well, he's he's mm. he, he well he was a lot more grounded. Yeah, he, he was, was a lot more, more with grounded. The people. He was. Yeah. I mean, obviously, look at what but, happened. I mean, but, where he but, was. You know, play devil's advocate. I think, that, and that's not that, put down to Jay. But no, nah, I I just think that, that Jay finally he's at a place. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know, because that's why we gotta let people yeah. grow. We gotta yeah. Let people nah, evolve. Yeah. And he yeah. he flexes his political his political bag a little different. Like he'll do a, a documentary for Khalif Browder. You know no, what I'm no, saying? No. He's, he's do. Done, and it's going to get even better. You know what, what I'm saying? saying is that look at Nipsey's pedigree. Look who he comes from. Yeah. His father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like this is, you know, he's when he went to Richard when he was 19, he took that trip. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're, they're, like I said, he's a man of the, uh, of the people. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, he's always been that way. Like, And maybe he's Jay kind of wanted to be that way, but he didn't know how. And now mm-hmm. he knows how. Mm-hmm. Or he's known him for like 10 years, but he was doing other things. And that's fine. I'm, it's not put down a J. I'm just saying Nip is Nip. Yeah, he's yeah. very much himself. He's very, he's an original. Yeah. He's a fucking <clears throat> original. You know what I mean? He's a leader. He's a man of the people. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And, and, no and I don't think there's no parallel to that. Like, you know, I'm like, I never was the biggest fan of his music. I always checked his project. I always had songs I liked. I was never the biggest fan, but I always really liked him as a person. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing is like people are like, yo, this is someone we all can relate to. This is someone that loved us, that loved people and loved this community. And you know what I mean? And I think that is, I think that really happens at a young age. You know what I mean? And it's something that someone works on for a long time. And I think he worked on it for a long time. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's a, it's it's also a thing of like, ga- like gang banging rappers, like that was actually like really active. It might seem like like it's been a a lot of them. There there hasn't been a lot that have been able to be successful, like hmm. as far as being Grammy nominated. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, and that's that's like crossing over. Yeah, you that's know, a different world. You know, like it was like Snoop did not come out the box on Long Beach Crip shit. Right. You know, he came out the box just rapping, you know, doing his thing. If he came out the box, this is Rolling Sixty Crip. Yeah. This is neighborhood crip. Period dot. This is he firmly planted ten toes down on that. Like, and then from there. So that makes it a little bit harder before, like by the time Snoop got a hit, then it's Long Beach Crip. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. When Nip came out with the um, the hustle song, the what was it? The it was a Jackson Five flip, I think it was. Cause that was how I was introduced to him, like like maybe like ten years ago when he had that song. Like I was like, being from the Bay, you know, people in the Bay Area don't really kind of like look at the gangbang culture the same way. So I'm looking at it like this is too much of this shit right now. I couldn't even, like, get through the video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But outside of that and hearing him more, it was like, nah, he really be saying some shit. So you're right. Like, he did come out the gate swinging, swinging that flag, and it was it was, it was was cripper die with him. Like, he didn't care who he was, 
who who was listening. It's like I'm rapping for Crenshaw right now. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And you had to respect that. You yeah. had to respect that. I mean, because we we had we had other uh, other artists, other rappers in our neighborhood that couldn't necessarily mm. represent the, the set like that. Like, you know, like if you, but if you look back, you'll be like, you'll see little bit of elements. Like yeah. if you look back at like, uh, you know, 19, 1990s uh, Rap-A-Lot artist CJ Mack. Mm. He's he from our neighborhood. He's actually, he's actually from the set, you know, um, you know, corrupt. Um, Kenny Kingpin, aka Laquan, aka Papa LQ. You know, you look in any of these things. I remember Papa LQ, bro. This okay. Papa LQ used to be he was Laquan. First off, he little crazy boy from the set. So that's first and foremost. But <laughs> he was on some positive, like like some positive rap and shit. You know, like back in the early like mid early nineteen nineties. And I remember he did a show in Hollywood with uh, Boogie Down Productions, D-Nice, mm. Poor Righteous Teachers, mm. Booyah Tribe, and it might have, I think, maybe, excuse me, maybe X-Clan or some weird shit like that. Like, old school, like, real rap shit. Yeah. And he was on the show, whatever. And I remember I was stuck outside. Didn't have no tickets, sold out, trying to sneak in, whatever. And... And Laquan just come out to the front, and I, I see a whole bunch of dudes from sixties, and he just come out with a stack of tickets, and he start handing them out, and I run over, I'm like, Kenny, yeah, give me a ticket, I'm in. And of course, dog, they start, they get in there and start funking. Oh shit! Immediately, <laughs> I mean, immediately, you know, and and Karis One is is on stage performing, and the Grape Streets in the sixties start fighting. No oh, man. Oh, it's epic. And KRS One without breaking any sweat. Like he's doing a song, starts freestyling in the middle of the song, in the middle of the verse, and telling security that it's a fight <laughs> at the front <laughs> with dudes in blue. You know, blah 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 blah. He's rap, but he's rhyming this shit. Damn. Sounds like KRS. Yeah. And then falls right back into his song that he was doing at the place where he would have been at if he continued the song. Like, on some crazy, like, like, how'd you even do that, bro? Only like, he can do that. Yeah, only, only, only him and Mr. That. Fab. <laughs> yeah, oh, that guy too, you know? For so, real. So, so, yeah, it, he, uh, like, de definitely as an artist, like, my, like, actually my favorite joint from, from Nip is that is a, the Scarface flip. Mm. Uh, RSC for life. Like, that's, like, but it's also one of them songs I, I like in LA. I just have to play it with my with my windows up because it's like <laughs> we're rolling sixty crib for life. Like, yeah. <laughs> can't be hitting like corners that. and net playing that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, Nip. He um he laid he was laying the foundation, and I think um, his legacy for sure. Carrie is if not as much as Pac, but. And I don't want to compare the two because they're not. Nah, it's completely different. It's completely different, but they both are other people. But, but it's like you, it, you. It's different. It's kind of you have to kind of compare them just on, yeah. off a of default. But 
it's it's two totally different Complete situations. Two totally, two, two totally different situations. One thing I will say though is I don't think you could have had a Nipsey without Pac. Oh yeah, and nah. he was definitely you know what I mean, a fan and, and an influence. Pac, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is still like the same thing as far as like we actually got to see, you know, Nipsey become a, a father and settle down yeah. and start businesses, you know, mm-hmm. whereas we didn't get to blossom, see that. From, fully blossom. We didn't get to see any of that be, from Pac. Because that was one thing about Pac was, like, the, the rose from the sidewalk. It was like, yo, the rose, if, it, if the rose isn't even growing perfectly, you could be, you're not going to be amazed that it's still a rose. Right. You know what I mean? And that was Pac, <laughs> but it's like Nipsey really became, like, a whole rose bush or, or blossomed, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fully, so... Yeah, and and and, you, and we could see that Pac was destined for some type oh, yeah. of greatness, but we didn't know what it was. It could have been political. He was so young, it man. Yeah, he that's what I'm so saying. Is like, like, and we have to give everybody those those chances. Yeah, like, no life matter, is long, man. Like, yeah. hopefully, you know, it's a long. I'm trying to live a long life. I think we all are, and and you know, yeah, who definitely. knows what like, lies ahead, you know? Definitely, because like, even with that, I I was just like I was looking at that sh- that that shit with uh. With Daniel Caesar. Oh, yeah. And I was like... <laughs> that I was like, all right. I, I was pissed, okay. you know? And, but then I was like, you know what? Bruh's young. Just let him live right now. He's from Canada. Yeah. It's a teachable moment. Yeah, he's young <laughs> he's and he's from Canada, Canada man. No, nah, that's... I mean... That too. I mean, it's a lot of things, dude. He, yeah, he's yeah, he, he from a Caribbean family. Yeah, right. Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, like... To be honest, when the shit happened with the John Mayer stuff and, and Dave Chappelle was like, yeah, he's very gay, I don't see what was what could be so offensive about that. But then I, I, I thought for a second, like, me at 23, if Dave Chappelle would have called me very gay, I'd be like, dude, you're tripping. You know, like, what's up? I probably would have reacted maybe right, the same right. way. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm looking like, yo, it's Dave Chappelle. Why are you cracking on me right now? Why you got to roast me, bruh? <laughs> you know, like, I love pussy. You know, I'll be Something. out trying to prove <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I love pussy. But um, when it, when he got pissed, I was like, well, dude, just hold up. And then he realized it shouldn't be pissed, blah, 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 whatever. But then, you know, he got, you know, he was telling everybody else that they shouldn't be mad. I was like, dude, you just, you were just mad yesterday. Like, you can't be barking out orders the to exact everybody else same now. Thing. Exactly. It takes time. Yeah, like, you, like, but let's look at it like this. Ah, oh, you from Canada, so you don't know you you're, you don't know even the 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 ADOS. Mm, you're, yeah. you you're not one of us. African like, descendant of slaves. Yeah. Okay. So you're not yeah. one of us. You're yeah. you're 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 not only uh, from Canada, but you're you're from the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. On top of that, there's a, a there's certain things that happen in Caribbean culture. I knew he was Caribbean because his name ain't Daniel Caesar. Hmm. His name's like Ashton or some shit like that. <laughs> and and running joke is the Caribbean bit always be having first names for last names. For last names. Her last names for first names, my bad. Last names for first names. So he got like a last name for a first name. He's from a, a Caribbean family. It, you know, not to generalize, but but not, the, happens, fr- not the friendliest when it comes to 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 being uh Gay or nah. transgendered, mm. bisexual, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's still illegal to be gay in Jamaica. 
yeah, but or it was you know, they, up until they, like five or ten years. It's probably it might be frowned upon, and then I'm like listening yeah. to okay, like okay, his songs are about unrequited love, and he had to leave home early. That all that shit points to like as a dude that lives in the Bay Area, very gay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing experience. wrong with that. You know, but if but if you are, then you are. If you're not, you're not. You know, if you got pink hair and you know your your behavior is that of a gay man, then you it's okay to be gay. But you got to own that shit and don't think like it's 2019. Like he said, why you bad mad at white people? Mad at white people because my people been oppressed for 450 fucking years in America. So now what else? Period. Got any other motherfucking questions? Right. You know, <laughs> and, and, my, and they're pretending that they done nothing wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not only just now, that. Now, like, now, I'm, now am I mad at all white people? No, fuck no. But for somebody to be like, dude, you need to treat motherfuckers better. How the fuck do you know how I'm treating and anybody? And he was taken up for a culture vulture too. He was talking about yes, Jewel. Yeah, fuck her too. That's exactly. Super problematic. Because yeah. that, that, that rapping shit is terrible. Right. That's a whole nother thing. Stop rapping. So, She's nonstop, man. Yeah, She's it nonstop. Was, be putting her foot in the mouth. In the mouth. Need to Always. Just stop all that shit. And for cats not to check that type of behavior at the door is is the ridiculous. The shit that was crazy was the shit when Mur- Murder Mook fucking... I know, but oh I was going to say, it'd be dudes like it'd be dudes like Daniel Caesar, Murder Mook. Oh, my God. All, like, you know what I'm saying? But fuck her. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, huge loss. Enormous. Um, and we, we got to... You know, he owned his masters, so we could definitely stream him up and... He would definitely, it would definitely go directly to his situation and everybody who he was providing for. So y'all could feel good about that. Um, what else? Where we at, man? Where we, where do we go from here? We had a shit. We over two hours right now. Yeah, <laughs> Damn. We, 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 we want to wrap deep. it up. We, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, um, we, but we definitely, we should have Tim back, you know, in the future. Nah, yeah, I think, I There's think a that. Lot to talk about. Yeah, cause, cause being an OG and a staple in, in the, uh, in the Bay Area music industry, you, you're definitely a golden gem that a lot of people, not, if you know, you know, but a lot of the up and coming artists, they need to know that there are people like you around that. That that's there for guidance and that game and you know what I'm saying. If y'all see him on uh, Instagram or Twitter, you know what I'm saying. Follow, reach out, just say what's up, whatever. Yeah, don't be offended though if you follow. Him on <laughs> <laughs> he might say something you don't want to hear. Yeah, just don't don't even truth. trip. You know, like it's just it's 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 just thoughts and stuff like that. And also, um, you know, I want I want to uh, shout out all my people. You know, yeah. like. Like big up to Jr. He out there working with Pilo. Big up to Cristela out there working with Saba Pivot. My man Gozy Jug Knight with uh, with the Rex Life Fam. Mm. Um, you know Christine over at Empire. Like you know DJ Patrick and shit. Like all like these are all people that I've worked with for uh, for a while, and um, I'm just extremely proud of their progress. Um, as far as just you know, getting into this business and 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 doing that thing, like sure. they're really like killing some stuff out there right now, and I'm extremely proud and happy for for all of them. Yep. Shout out Hyro, September second, right? Hyro Day. Yep, September second, Hyro Day. Yep. Shout out them. Shout out. Shout out Burner. Shout out the. 
Shout out Stretch. Stretch, <laughs> S-O-B-R-B-E, Will, Will Bronson. Hanny. Hanny, Handog, uh, uh, both kilos, uh, all, <laughs> all the Thiz family, Mac Wanda, uh, of course, the, uh, uh, the Souls of Mischief, Hieroglyphics, Pep Love, Casual, Zion Eye Crew, um, Deuce Eclipse, Los Racas. Uh, hey. Shit. I forget anybody. If he forgot you, man, <laughs> tweet us. Tweet yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out Young Pinch. Shout out Dage. Shout uh, out Dage. That's the homie. You know, every my whole lit fam over in Oakland. And that's about it. What am oh my kid Kosi? If you listen to the rising basketball star. Yeah, shout out to uh, Santa Cruz High. <laughs> Go team. Good show. Well, man, I hope y'all got. All the doses of the, everything we was uh, pitching out. A lot of game in this episode. A lot of game, a lot of game. Uh, Native Sons, we're we going to keep it keep it consistent. You shout, know what I'm yeah, saying? Shout out Native Sons for having me, too. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah. Official Business Studios, Frisco, California. DEO, you can get me at DEO415. DJ Sean G, you can hit me on all platforms. Uh, D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-E-A-N-G. House, where we at? Oh, Tim Heasy on uh, IG. That's T I M H E E Z Y. And uh, just Tim House on Instagram, T I M H O U S C. Oh, I mean on Twitter. Follow Straight him. Tim House, yeah. Follow him, man. Reach hey, out. Twi- say Twitter, what's up. Twitter's where it really happens. Yeah, nah. Twitter is. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter's Twitter, the Twitter's for the fuck. intellectuals. Twitter's the best. Man, Twitter's fun. Bro. <laughs> exactly. This shit is tight. It had a lull yeah. for a second, but it's come back strong. Yeah, man. yeah, it got a strong comeback. Yeah, I swear. I, I said something on Twitter two days ago and changed my mind. And next day, like that shit was tight. <laughs> changed my mind. Hey, was that the Lil Nas X? It was Lil Nas, man. I was, I was hecka mad. I'm seeing all this cowboy stuff. I'm like, what's going on? It's better not crossover. I'm old and with hip hop. Yeah, don't be country line dancing no hip hop shows and nothing like that. And then yesterday, my my kid uh, takes the ox cord and he starts slapping the Old Town Road, man. The Billy Cyrus remix. It was flame. That shit's hard. I was like, Billy Ray Cyrus, flame this, man. I listened to it. I rode back from San Jose to uh, to Oakland and. I played it back to back all the way, <laughs> all the way. I was singing. Oh man, it was so much fun. I had such a good. It's time. It's a good song, song, man. And that's, yeah. I was talking to a friend like it doesn't have to be more than what it is. It's mm. just a good song. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. And and I played it last night at a club. I do it, you know, somewhere every Sunday. And just the reaction I got from people like the second they heard <laughs> that banjo coming because I just dropped it. I didn't even mixed it in. Like I just dropped it. And I just started smiling, man. How <laughs> just happy everyone got. And there was a third of the crowd that did, I could tell they hadn't heard and didn't really understand. It's but like it was dope, man. man. I, I, man I, yeah, it it's, awesome. it's, it, that's 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 the thing. It, that, it, that's it feels music. good, dude. bringing people together. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it can be. It, I can see how somebody would think that it's corny because I thought that it was something other than what it just what it is. Yeah. And, I looked too much into it. I was overcritical, yeah, yeah. overanalyzing. Like, yeah. What the fuck are they trying to do here? Nah, you can't over this take for Instead it of is. just letting it be, and once I let it be, yeah. I was like, hey. <laughs> so, I was like, oh. And exactly. it slapped. 
and it's slap. You can't tell it me do that though. you don't bump. Like, you no, yeah. no bump. And that was the whole thing. When the beat came in, like, that shit knocks. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I, when I first heard it, you know, because I saw the, the, we talked about it last episode, but I just saw the article and, you know, and I, I didn't know what to expect. I think I ex- thought it would kind of be silly or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually like a good song. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's solid. Shout out to Lil Nas X. Get yeah. your money, man. We're, we're and the, fans, man. And the we're Billy fans. Ray Cyrus remix. Yeah. Net of Sons, episode 22. We out. Yee.